Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from a secret servant's passage discussing the 2019 horror comedy, Ready or Not. This film was directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpen and Tyler Gillett and written by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy. Using an ensemble cast, Ready or Not blends witty humor with surprisingly gory kills. Add in a dash of the occult and this film gives us a bloody good time with a few unexpected twists. This film was recommended to us by friend of the show and talk mortem patron Liz Heath. We thank you so much for your suggestion, Liz, and we deeply appreciate you and your support for the show. So... What did you guys think about Ready or Not the first time you saw it? Um, <laughs> the first time I saw it, I did not like the movie. No. Um, what? Yeah. It, it's just not, again, it, it kind of circles back to it's just not, it didn't catch my attention. I don't know what it was. And and um, I'll go ahead and get just it out of the way now. I don't know why. Just get it out of the way. I told your sister I have this weird. For some reason, I can't separate this and Knives Out, and so like it's like no, <laughs> Knives Out is a better movie. But your sister's like, I never said it wasn't. No, it's so, and <laughs> yeah, literally nobody has ever. But said I that. think it's because they came out about the same time. They did. <laughs> so in my mind, it's like no, I, yeah, I don't. I was telling him I said you cannot penalize a movie no. for not being as good as a movie that well, has nothing to do with i think i would understand it a lot more if samara weaving was in both yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what it is but uh i i enjoyed it a little more watching it this time for the show mm -hmm. um it's still not kind of my taste but i mean it it is uh, like i said it, it it is funny i see it, it the comedy in it mm -hmm. um there's that was a, so begrudging i'm so reluctant <laughs> It's like, well, <laughs> it's sad when you have to say, I, I see, see it. the comedy. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't laughing. But just, you know. <laughs> I see how you found it yeah, funny. I do see how people could. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's just like I said, it's it, it's not for me. You know what I mean? Clearly. Right. <laughs> Got it. It makes me laugh because when I think of comedies, I think of JP. Right. And I know. This is a horror comedy. And so it's like, or really a comedy horror. Right, right, right. However you want to splice he's like, it. Mm, derivative. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I what? I see how people could be laughing. <laughs> 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 but no, I've, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite side of it. I actually really enjoy this movie. <laughs> I feel like we saw it in theaters. But JP wasn't there. He did not care to see this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me, yeah. Um, so I did. I went with you and both of our parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, do you want to see Ready or Not? And he was like, I don't. <laughs> You're like, JP has volunteered to watch the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go. So we did. And I really enjoyed it. Right. I think it was one of the first, if not the first film that I saw Samara weaving in. Because mm -hmm. I remember she was on Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. and i was like who is this <laughs> and then when she's in this and then you find out bettinelli open what is it radio silence yes right mm -hmm. and so you're like you know we loved their segment in vhs yeah oh yeah throw these things together i'm like i'm intrigued the trailer really sold me which i usually avoid trailers yeah especially if it's a movie i'm interested in but i didn't even know this movie existed until the trailer came yeah. out <laughs> So when I saw it, I was like, this is very interesting and I couldn't wait to see it. And when we did, I, I loved it. But um, it's for me, it's just some fun. I mean, yeah, for sure. There's not much to really dig into. Right. It's not one of those deep movies where anyone's going to come away with a theory. Right, right. 
but I think that it's fun for what it is. It is this a popcorn movie? I've heard that term. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is that what they call? All right. Well, I don't know why they call it that. <laughs> I did eat. I was eating popcorn the first time I saw this. So it's about every so, movie's a yeah, popcorn movie. Yeah, for sure, it's yeah. a popcorn movie. <laughs> I love this movie. Um, like you were saying, we did see it at the theater together. I have a um, horrifying memory tied to this film because uh, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Y'all came to pick me up so that we could all just go to the theater together. Uh-huh. And I walk out my front door and I saw something out of the corner of my eye and I backed up. Yes. And you just, I was staring at something in horror. And then I looked over at you guys in the car and I saw your face like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> there, I It was like the biggest spider I've ever seen in real life. Just like hanging out right next, like I walked right past it. Like it could have grabbed my shoulder. It was, <laughs> it was traumatizing Mm -hmm. and so i got in the car and i called john paul and i was like you need to take care of that before i get home like i was like i was horrified (laughs) he's like i'm already watching the kids yeah now you're watching a spider as well (laughs) like i was horrified and um then he uh went outside and (laughs) told me that it was covered in babies so oh shit um, didn't you say its back was like all uh uh-huh that's the worst thing i feel awful right now (laughs) i'm sorry for everyone (laughs) i i don't know if you saw i literally just tweeted yesterday a joke i said our greatest fears lie in anticipation but large spiders are a close second absolutely (laughs) that's like absolutely that's a horror show it was what was it uh what did you say a wolf spider oh yeah Mm mm-mm so it but eats wolves? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not uh they're not harmful. No. They're not gonna attack you. They're not like Oh, it, it was looking at me like they, it they wanted do, to fight. They do get well you're I mean it's got its kids on its back and it's trying to And you're gawking at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um I was already primed for fear and this was <laughs> this wasn't a scary movie, but No. Um, I did have a lot of fun. And by the end of the night, I had forgotten about the spider until I returned back home. Well, that's a testament to the movie. Yes. (laughs) That's how good the movie was. But no, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Like you said, it, this and Knives Out did come out very, very close to each other because Mm. I went to the movies with you because you weren't even into Knives Out either until we got it. And then you watched it and you were like, that was great. I think it was August and November. Yeah. So it's like right there. They were right next to each other. And, um, I was like, is this some weird resurgence of like clue type ensemble right, movies? Right. And it, it, it wasn't. But no. I, re- <laughs> I really like those two. <laughs> now, before we seek this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast. And in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's pick a card. The film opens with a crack of thunder and we see a framed poster of something called LaBelle's Gambit. In the middle is a depiction of a devil surrounded by games of choice, dice, slots, roulette, and cards. Underneath is the subtitle, Take a Risk, Gain the Advantage. I wonder if that's going to... Probably not. (laughs) Okay. We get the credits as we pan across the room of displays of LaBelle board games and lit candles. Suddenly, we see two little boys, young Daniel, played by Etienne Kalichi, and young Alex, played by Chase Churchill. Daniel leads Alex, holding a lantern as they run. Thunder cracks, and we see someone limping behind them as we follow them. They zigzag through multiple hallways before Daniel closes Alex into a closet, warning him not to come out. 
I like the camera movement here. Yeah. Because it's frantic. I was going to say it's frantic. You're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Well, first you're like, oh my God, these kids are in danger. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that lurching man's going (laughs) to. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel stands guard until the man, Charles, played by Andrew Anthony, grabs onto him. He asks Daniel for help, stating that they're trying to kill him. He's wearing a tuxedo, but we see that he's been hit in the abdomen with an arrow, and the arrow is still just sticking out of yeah. him. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think you're just supposed to leave it. I think so. A doctor told me. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel promptly screams, he's in here. Charles tries to run away, but he's quickly taken by a group of people wearing masks. With these people is young Helene, played by Elena Dunkelman, who's wearing a wedding dress and sobs and begs that they don't hurt Charles. So first of all, fuck them kids. Yeah, they oh, yeah. no hesitation. <laughs> Rolled no, right yeah. the fuck over. It made Not me th- them kids, Daniel. That kid. Yeah. That kid, yeah. It made me think of Sleepy Hollow with the yes. <laughs> snapping. <laughs> if you know, oh, you know. You little fucker. Yeah awful a woman kneels down in front of daniel and removes her mask to tell him that she's so proud of him it's like what charles is dragged away as he begs them not to do this because nothing is going to happen young helene composes herself and follows them daniel stands alone in front of the closet as the rest of the people close the door to the room the words ledomus are printed on the door she almost looks like she's accepting what's happening. Mm-hmm. Helene, yeah. yeah. Granted, she is very upset. No, yeah. she is. But she's like, all right, like, yeah. fuck, that sucks. So <laughs> are they going to kill him or sex zombie him or? Sex zombie him? Yeah. <laughs> is Jeffrey Dahmer over yeah. yeah. Just get a drill and some hot water. <laughs> yeah, hot water. <laughs> what a fucking rudimentary <laughs> he, recipe. Listen, uh, yeah, right. Like, you don't think you need a chemical? Hocus pocus or something. Just No magic. Yeah. He's like, we can make this work with what we have. <laughs> <laughs> we got a zombie kid at home. The yeah. zombie kid at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty industrious, honestly. Uh, not commending him yeah, in, no. in any no. way. Yeah. He was a terrible human being. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, let's make our stance clear on this. <laughs> Pod mortem is against. <laughs> don't be making sex zombies, guys. Please no. don't. Um, the more you know. Right. But I feel like this is one hell of an opener. It is. Yeah. Well, because already we've kind of. Um, I don't want to say been duped, mm-hmm. but there's been something of a roller coaster of worried for these kids, and then. Uh, you know you're like okay what the fuck is going yeah. on right and then you're like no the kid's the villain yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm afraid of this kid i like i mean whenever it comes to movie openings i'm very intrigued by what they set up right mm-hmm. and what they leave to be explained later mm-hmm. yeah and they did a really good job of that it makes me excited for what they're gonna do with the new scream film yeah if they're already rocking these openings yeah mm-hmm. What's i'm here next? for it and that's like scream films are like king yes. opening so yeah so i'm intrigued But we get a card that reads 30 years later. Love Me Tender plays as Grace, played by Samara Weaving, sits in front of a vanity. So Samara Weaving. All right. I just just got to get out out of the way. way. (laughs) (laughs) One of my wives, she is Australian in real life, which Mm -hmm. only increases. Mm -hmm. But she does a very, very convincing American accent in this film. Oh, yeah. If you had just seen this, you You probably never would have guessed. And I think that... So much of this film working hinges on her performance. Absolutely. And she, we talk a lot about people putting their entire selves into a role. And she definitely did. She delivered and honestly makes the film. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it needed to be a lot, though. Yeah, I, I know. I see. There's moments later yeah. where it's I like, see. fuck. <laughs> I see, he says. She's wearing a wedding dress and is reciting her vows. 
She sits back and lights a cigarette, detailing the situation. Her fiance's family is richer than God. His dad hates her. His alcoholic brother keeps hitting on her. But she genuinely can't wait to be a part of his moderately fucked up family. And this is all to herself. Yes, she's alone. (laughs) But Alex Ladomas, played by Mark O'Brien, suddenly stands in the doorway, telling her that moderate is generous. She's happy to see him and he tells her that she looks perfect before teasing her for smoking in his old bedroom. And immediately I'm like, you're not supposed to be in here. No, it's always, you know, the bad luck thing. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Did you know I read that, you know, it's kind of a cute thing now. Oh, don't see the bride or whatever. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All these like little cutesy traditions come from something fucking awful. Well, it came about from arranged marriages. Because they didn't want the groom to see the bride just in case he was like, nope. Oh, my oh wow. And that's why uh, veils as well. Because then at the last minute, you take the veil and then you've, you're married. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, which I think it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is very fucked up. Because what if... You know that the women, the women don't get a, a choice. Like, well, it doesn't... Yeah. And think about... Well, you can't really see through the veil. What if you take it off and then, I mean... It's a veil. It's not a brick. Like, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. How thick were veils? <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, it's it's just funny to me, the things that became customary wedding things. Yeah. No, that's misogynistic yeah. and horrible. And now it's like, don't see the Yeah, bride. exactly. Yeah. Wasn't so cute back then. No. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> He takes the cigarette away from her and takes a drag as they look down at the wedding setup in the yard below them. He tells her that they should get down there and she remarks that his dad looks like he's at a funeral because he hates her. Alex reassures her that his dad doesn't hate her, but when Grace mentions that he thinks she's after their money, he's like, well. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to call out the nuanced argument that I brought up a couple weeks back. Smoking is terrible, but it does look awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Don't smoke. And they said on commentary that I guess she had not smoked for four years and then she did this. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but it was those uh, herbal cigarettes like from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Because they, they were like, you'll we'll get like sick and die. Yeah. <laughs> like like apparently on Mad those... Men, all they do is smoke. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. They said they taste terrible. Like those fake ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck is an herbal cigarette. I don't know. I don't know. But you probably shouldn't be smoking anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's still not good for they you. They just like cut open some tea bags. And <laughs> oh no! Like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> it is. Someone tell me. But Alex tells her to just give them time. They're used to a three-year courtship, and they just sprung this on them after eighteen months. Alex says that they shouldn't care what his family thinks anyway because they're all horrible people. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was surprised to hear him say that. It's pretty odd. Although, for me, it's ideal. Like, if, if I get married and my wife hates her family, I'm not good at first impressions. <laughs> <laughs> so, I never have to meet them. Yeah, I never. No, it's like, I feel like it's like a, a self-deprecate. Oh, yeah, my family's crazy. Or like, everybody says that. But for him to be like, they're horrible people. Yeah. I think like, that word, really... It's the yeah, word people. Not, yeah. Because if you just said they're awful, it's not you'd think it's a joke. Right. But then why are we here if they're that bad? Because we're getting married. Yeah, but if they're that bad, we don't need to be here. Money, money. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> money. Still, if they're that horrible, yeah. why are you here? Great question. Well, let's let's explore uh, that. Uh, and also, I would like to know... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know why he wasn't here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, that's right. Hmm? Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> But Grace says that she cares because she loves him and they're his family. She asks if he's okay because she's already nervous enough. And he says he's fine. It's just that without her, he's Daniel Ladomas, played by Adam Brody, interrupts with one of us as he invites himself into the room. 
uh, just a quick yeah. Adam Brody stand moment. Yeah. So we got to get this out of the way. I love him. <laughs> no, he's fantastic. It's so funny. I was me and John Paul were talking about it earlier today. Mm-hmm. How he's like typecast lately mm-hmm. into these like asshole. I say lately, but it's just stuff that I've watched lately. <laughs> <laughs> like the OC um, was five years ago, somehow. right? Yeah. Because he was so like such a lovable goof, mm-hmm. and then now he's just like stuck in the, like even um what was that movie? Jennifer's Promising body? young woman. He's in that. Yeah, and he's not good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting. I always thought he kind of had like the likable douche character down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, no, he's great no, at yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah. But just yeah, yeah quick sidebar. I don't bar. want. Don't. I don't want him to be a bad guy. No yeah. <laughs> Go back to Seth Cohen. But he tells Alex that he's been sent to get him and puts him in a headlock. He lets go and tells Grace that it's not too late to flee because she does not belong in this family. And that's meant as a compliment. There's a lot of thinly veiled. Yes. Yeah. It's like, ha ha ha. But like, if you really listen to what they're saying, no, it's, yeah. it's very scary. <laughs> Leave now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Run. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like you said, they're laughing, but they're saying it. So yeah. it's like, are you, I should probably. Is this that. real? <laughs> but I'm is, in danger. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause like, it is kind of the thing with the wedding situation. It's something your in-laws would say. Yeah. Now are you sure? Yeah. yeah. You know? Last chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then they stare a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Then everyone stops laughing. Mm -hmm. But she stands firm and he says that if they're still going through with this, they need to get outside and he leaves. Grace tells Alex that she can't believe that in half an hour she'll be part of the Ladomus gaming. And when she can't think of a word to complete the title, he's like, we prefer Dominion. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm even more scared. Because she said, what, Dynasty? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot more light and playful. Yeah. It, It, I feel like dominion has some demonic and connotations said, um, we prefer yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. who's we well it's the family the family the family prefers <laughs> i'm making it too big i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> she laughs but he tells her that daniel was right they could just leave now she thinks he's kidding but he doubles down he's giving her an out he gets super serious yeah i'd be like you better tell me every like oh, that's what they again, can fucking wait yeah wouldn't you if your girlfriend was like are you know what i mean you're dating somebody and then it's like look for, for, I'm being serious. It's like, well, yeah, hold the fuck, the fuck up. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And you should know, I mean, I know that they didn't, it was what, they said 18 months? 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Of dating. Mm-hmm. That's enough to kind of know when someone's being serious. Right, yeah. right. But they just kind of let it go. Yeah. yeah. She's like, whatever, dude. But she <laughs> smiles and tells him that she's not taking me out. She's all the way in. They kiss and he asks if she's ready for this and she's like, oh, fuck no. And then we get the title, ready or not. I like that a lot. Me too. Her comedic timing is just chef's She's kiss. She's fantastic. As the photographer takes pictures of Grace, Tony Ladomas, the dad, played by Henry Zerny, loudly remarks to Daniel that Alex could have done so much better. Like, he's speaking at full yeah. volume. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel tells him that he's just saying that because Alex is the favorite. And Tony's like, I love all of y'all equally. And yeah. then they both laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they laughed because it's like, we both yeah, know. Yeah, like, we know, <laughs> motherfucker. But then at the same time, even then, they're still light and playful. Right, yeah. right. Nothing weird yet. It's like, this could be, yeah, you know, just yeah. a family. And I do want to call out Henry Zerny because he was the doctor from The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That made up that diagnosis. <laughs> 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 also standing there holding trays of champagne are the family's i guess maids right they look possessed i mean they all <laughs> are dressed identically right 
have identical hairstyles and identical makeup, which is strange. I guess uh, that's the uniform. I don't know. And well, they're staring straight forward, yeah. not yeah. blinking. Yeah. Um, but let's introduce them. <laughs> they're Clara, played by Haneke Talbot, Tina, played by Celine Sai, and Dora, played by Daniela Barbosa. The photographer takes pictures of Tony and Alex as Tony remarks that after two years, they really thought that they had lost Alex. Grace tries to pose in a picture with Daniel, but she can't keep her horrified eyes off of Aunt Helene, played by Nikki Guadani. I don't know why she's perched there like a gargoyle. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. I thought she was uncomfortable being with Daniel Uh and then it pans over and it's like, oh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) that's way worse. Do you remember her from Cube? Yes, dude. Yes. That's another one I want to cover. But Helene just glares back at Grace. (laughs) Daniel tells her not to take it personally because they're just trying to figure out if she's a gold digging whore like his wife. Cool. (laughs) All right. While taking a picture with his wife, Charity, played by Elise Levesque, she remarks that Grace is pretty in a last call at the bar kind of way, but she'll never be one of them. I just want to say that this infuriates me when we're again, it's maybe it's just a matter of casting. We're pretending mm-hmm. that Samara weaving is not gorgeous. She's so beautiful. In fact, that she doesn't look like normal people. No, she doesn't. Like She's that. almost like a gorgeous alien. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's played in one of those, um, like take your hair down by god you've been beautiful all along Uh i think it's just charity being a fucking bitch i think that's all it is but keep your insults realistic (laughs) (laughs) that's all i ask but daniel agrees with her that she'll never be one of them because she has a soul again you know throwaway moment whatever so they've got a great marriage oh yeah (laughs) tony asks daniel where his sister is and daniel assumes that they're late because of her husband fitch Tony says that Fitch is an idiot, but he's still one of them. He asks if Grace is, but Alex doesn't answer. I don't know what that's supposed to mean right now. Yeah. I feel all of these little side conversations are very just like we're over here and she's over there. Right. And yeah, this dude, I, my wife is a gold digging whore, but she's one of us. Yeah, yeah. My son-in-law is a fucking idiot, but he's one of us. Like it's, it's like a, like a culty, like weird, like upper crust thing. Yeah. yeah, I guess. And the fact that Alex won't even answer, mm-hmm. like, it's like, what? I don't know. It's just odd so far. It's mm-hmm. odd. Right. But with a glass of champagne, Grace nervously watches the photos. She's approached by the mom, Becky, played by Andy McDowell. I always loved Andy McDowell when I was a kid because she had curly hair. Right. That's really all it took. <laughs> I, I love Andy McDowell. We do share a birthday. Hey. Which is pretty cool. April 21st. But <laughs> I did think I when she talks in this film, I detect a Southern accent. Yeah. Right. And that really plays into what she's about to say. Mm-hmm. But there, there are some lines that she delivers that just, it, I don't want to say they take me out of it. Right. But I feel like they're not as gelling. Maybe it's chemistry. Maybe. Well, she's, I mean, we'll talk more about it in a minute, but right. she's not a born Lidom. Right. <laughs> 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 she married I into the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Annie McDowell. I don't want right. to. No, she's great. I used to watch Sex, Lies, and Videotape all the oh, time. Man. And I don't even know if it's good or if <laughs> it was just like, I'm not supposed to be watching this, uh-huh. so I love it. I need to rewatch it. I think it's on Showtime and we just got Showtime. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that are like that if it's just the danger of yeah. watching it. Yeah. I watched uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and I was like, I should, <laughs> <laughs> should not be watching this. Any movie that you have to watch with one hand on the remote just yeah. in case. It's like, this is the best movie I've ever yeah. fucking seen. <laughs> But Becky lights a cigarette from her gold cigarette case and Grace shields her from the wind so that she can light it. Grace compliments the case and Becky tells her that it was her mother's and she's like, do you smoke? And Grace is like, no. Hmm. But we know she does. Yeah. Becky asks if she's nervous and she can tell by Grace's face that the answer is yes. She assumes that it's because her blood isn't blue enough and Grace laughs at this. Becky admits that they said the same thing about her. She hands down solid advice. Stand tall and fuck them. I'm like, okay, you're my favorite. Yeah, you're the cool one. Grace laughs, seemingly finally at ease. Becky tells her that the only thing that matters is what Alex thinks, and they all know what Alex thinks. It cuts to the ceremony. Everyone claps and cheers as Grace and Alex kiss. They tell each other they love each other, and the guests stand and applaud. Helene even stands reluctantly, but she does not applaud. <laughs> when she stands up, her hands are like open. Like she stand, like I was like, what the fuck? She couldn't close her hands. Like she was, it was the weirdest thing. I, I'm getting like Nosferatu vibes. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't understand. I saw they, they had said on commentary that her performance, she was like, look, I'm going to go for it. You tell me yeah. when I need to reel it in. Because otherwise. No, because she, she definitely she, does. <laughs> yeah. And I love her for it. Yes. Yeah. But dramatic music plays as our view sweeps past the guests and up to the front of the mansion. I have just one tiny little nitpick here. Okay. I feel like this tiny, because we get like a glimpse of the ceremony, right? Mm -hmm. This should have came before the photos, right? I don't know what weddings are. Well, I just went to my sister-in-law's <laughs> wedding uh, -huh. uh last month or something. And yeah, it's ceremony yeah. and then photographs. Oh. Because you know that tradition, you don't see the bride and groom don't see each other. How are they taking pictures together? Like that's supposed to be after. They're not a traditional family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a fair point. I, I mean, if, if we're going to get it in order. Right. Yeah. But I, it just feels weird because when they're taking the pictures, you think they're already married. And then it's like, oh, no. Oh, OK. Like, well, but it, for I mean, me, it was weird. I guess if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because then if you. But the scene ending here feels really good. It does. If the scene ended with stand tall and fuck yeah. <laughs> And then we're in the next scene. I'm like, oh, no. It, <laughs> it could end with. The only thing that matters is what Alex thinks. We know what he thinks. That's a nice ending. That's true. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God, this is a brutal. <laughs> okay. So I guess, I mean, maybe that's down to editing. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, and like I said, it's not a big deal. It was just weird. I thought it was odd. It is a little. I will say down to editing, which I think is excellent in this mm -hmm. film. Yeah. Um, this portion, because this film was filmed in two different mansions. Oh, shit. And so the portion out here with the wedding that they're right. doing, it was filmed at a place called Parkwood Estate outside of Toronto. And I learned on commentary because they were very happy about mm -hmm. it. It's the same mansion where they filmed Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the movie more? A little. Yeah. <laughs> and that bumped it up half a yeah. point. <laughs> I, I, might, I might help JP a little bit more because we got a basket case situation because the interiors of the mansion is a combination of those two mansions. Oh, how cool. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so you'll cut from a hallway to a room yeah. and that's Parkwood Estates or it's Casa Loma. And it's, it's seamless. And so it's just, yeah. 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 All right. There you that's, go. Uh, yeah. That's good. Another I like half that. a point. <laughs> We're winning him over slowly but surely. 
But that night, overjoyed, Grace and Alex go back to the bedroom. They laugh over being married and plop down on the bed. They start to make out and Alex tries to tell Grace something, but she's not trying to hear it. She's just ready to get the wedding night started. (laughs) Grace looks up and is scared by Helene's reflection in the closet mirror. And she's standing in like a secret passage entrance. Helene likes to watch. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Ma'am. Yeah. yeah. It's literally their wedding night. Like how long? Yeah. 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 No. Sh- it's like, no, take off his pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. But Alex asks for her to give them a minute and Helene just flatly replies, you'll have to hide better than that. He's so, like, we weren't hiding. Yeah. With what we learn later. Yeah. That's concerning. Yes. <laughs> only because it makes me wonder how much was planned. Right. There's more. There's points to be made later. Okay. But she tells them that everyone's waiting. Alex says that they'll be down in a few minutes and Helene leaves, but Grace is confused. Alex gets up and closes what he identifies as the servant's door. I don't cool. like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I could never fix my mouth to say that. Uh, no. He says that they run through the entire house, the, these corridors. Yeah. I like secret passage better. Yes. Um, Much um, yeah. better. Especially if there's a bookcase involved. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, these are the same type of people who say the help. Uh, so, I mean, they're, that is true. they're trash. They're trash. They And I think that's one thing they don't really lean into enough in this film for my taste. They'll say stuff like, you know, rich people. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, let's give it. Let's fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, fuck. <Yeah. laughs> let's drive the stake in. <laughs> fucking Dracula style. Yeah. <laughs> Grace asked about the waiting that Helene mentioned. And Alex says that that's what he was trying to tell her. At midnight, they have to play a game. It's tradition whenever someone new joins the family. Grace asks what game they're supposed to play. And Alex says she's going to draw a card. It could be croquet, backgammon, checkers. They don't know. He says it's stupid. And Grace admits that it is weird. And she asks why they have to do it. Alex explains that they made their family money in games, so it's just part of the initiation. Grace asks if she has to win, and Alex says no. She just has to play, and then she's part of the family. The game means more than the wedding even does. It sounds a little cute right now. It does. I mean, yeah, but what do you mean the game is more important than my wedding? Well, it's tradition. I'm a big board game person, and I'm a big superstitious <laughs> person. So I'd be like, okay, I'm down. I don't have to win. Bet. I'll play fucking checkers. I don't care. Like, Then couldn't I have just played the game and not married you? She wanted... Well, hang on. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> He tells her that it is ridiculous, but she only has to do it once. Grace is already game, though, telling him that if it gets her family to respect her, she'll play the shit out of some checkers. Exactly. (laughs) She asks for a moment to get ready, and he tells her to meet them in the music room and then leaves. In the music room, Tony and Alex stand at the end of a long table looking toward the other end. There's a big, ornate chair with candles framing on either side of the table, and Tony mentions that he's sure Mr. LaBelle will be with them today. I don't like it. No. (laughs) Grace slowly heads down the hall and admires the displayed board games as Tony asks how much Alex has told her. Alex says he hasn't told her anything and he's never going to because they're leaving tomorrow. So I want to say very quickly, uh, the games on the table situation, Family Ritual is one of the games. Uh Uh-huh. Sunrise is one of the games. Mm -hmm. Uh. LaBelle's Gambit, as we discussed. (laughs) It's very cool. Yeah, it is. I read on IMDb, they said they went through like 200 names for the games, and I think they only got 10 of them okayed. Oh, wow. And so these are some of the ones that they had, but I feel like it's a bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. For sure. And it's very interesting. Yeah. 
but also this house is stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> like holy shit and they said that most of the stuff in the house was just in the house damn like very little production design was needed jesus can you fucking imagine i did read though that they only had five candelabras and we <laughs> see about 800 candelabras yeah. in the film <laughs> and they were just moving the same five around <laughs> <laughs> i love it but Tony's like, if she pulls that card, are you prepared to do what's necessary? And Alex just walks away, refusing to answer his father. Doesn't look good. No. Stevens, played by John Ralston, is playing the piano as Becky leaves a message for someone on the phone to get their ass here before midnight. He's getting down. He is. Uh, <laughs> he loves music. Okay? Yes. This man is a big virtuoso. <laughs> I love how he switches gears. Yes, as yeah, Grace oh, yeah. as Grace enters the room, Stevens changes the piece he's playing to Here Comes the Bride. Great work. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> Becky immediately goes over to tell her that her vows were beautiful and that Alex never told them that she grew up in foster homes. They get glasses of champagne as Grace explains that the foster families were always nice, but it was always temporary. Alex would have just been fine living in sin forever, but she's always wanted a permanent family. I've watched this, I'll be honest, like two and a half times <laughs> in preparation. And that line, the last time I watched it, really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. That Alex would be fine living in sin. But uh, Interesting. Again. Interesting, mm -hmm. yeah. I do think that this is honestly one of your pet peeves, Nay. Hmm where it's not enough to relate to the protagonist. We have to give them a backstory yep. that yeah. is very sad. Yeah. Like uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man. <and> we <laughs> all, 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 uh, and all man. <laughs> yeah. Every character in life is strange. Yes. <laughs> it does annoy me because it, it I mean, I don't want to get on a whole soapbox here. Soapbox. <laughs> don't let me get on the soapbox. But is that a Wisconsin it, soapbox? <laughs> <laughs> It's a soapbox made of cheese. <laughs> it, it, to me, perpetuates this weird American thing that we're not allowed to root for you or want you to succeed unless you came from nothing. Right. Uh -huh. It's where you get fucking uh, billionaires' kids calling themselves self-made. Yeah, it's like, yeah. honey, no, you yeah. weren't. It, it's it's the reason that you know all the. Disney movies, they all have dead moms and shit. Like, it's, uh -huh. it's this weird, like, I think it's a very American thing where it's like, no, she can't just have had a normal life, quote unquote, normal life, mm -hmm. and then met this man and fallen in love. No, mm -hmm. she had to come. She was a fucking foster kid. It's yeah. like, why? Even Bambi went through it. <laughs> Even fucking Bambi, man. I don't, it, it is a pet peeve of mine. It, it, it did too. I, I was like, is, you didn't need to say that. I mean, but it here, I guess it didn't bother me as much because it does serve as motivation for why, you know, no, we can't just elope. We can't just stay living here by ourselves. I want a family. Like I, right. I it serves as a form of motivation. That's fair. For Grace. That's fair. But Grace admits that she just doesn't want to let them down. But Becky says that the moment she saw her, she told her husband, finally, one of them brought home a good one. So I would have this disconnect. He's like, they're horrible people. It's like, yeah. but your mom is nice as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So explain that to <laughs> I was me. like, what? I, I felt like that. I would I would probably that or be more suspicious. It's like, what are y'all yeah. hiding? That's or you're true being too. overly yeah, nice like, to what? me. Yeah. Are y'all going to be like this later? Or? <laughs> yeah. But she tells Grace that she's grateful that she brought Alex back to them, but she tearfully asks her to try to get Alex back into the fold because they're his family, and Grace promises to. It changes gears very quickly. Yeah. 
But Alex walks in just as they hug each other and he takes Grace away from his mother immediately like, what did she say to you? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're not playing it cool. No, not at all. Like, it's really, really bad. Alex is clearly nervous and he tells Grace that he's just not feeling very well. Grace suggests that he goes to lie down and they play the game tomorrow, but Alex is like, no, it has to be tonight. Just then, the rest of the family joins in. Alex's sister, Emily, played by Melanie Scrifano, her husband, Fitch, played by Christian Brune, and their sons, Georgie and Gabe, played by Liam McDonald and Ethan Tavares. One of the boys is running around in one of those masks that we saw yeah. at the beginning, and Daniel is like, take it off! <laughs> Dude, he's pissed. Yeah. He's big mad, and Fitch is like, it's fine. I will say, they just fucking rock up and they break do. into the masks. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just got here. Yeah, they haven't even greeted anyone yet. And no offense to anyone named Fitch or Bradley or Fitch Bradley, yeah. <laughs> but what an asshole name, I right? I said that today. Yeah, that's, what, that's what your sister says. <laughs> I literally said that today. Like, it's cartoonishly asshole. <laughs> but Emily hugs Daniel while Fitch calls him an asshole. He goes over to Grace and introduces himself and starts complaining about refusing to fly commercially. It's like, whatever, dude, fuck off. <laughs> Emily runs over and compliments Grace on her dress, admitting to stalking her on Instagram. Grace subtly gives her the signal that she's got cocaine on her nose and she wipes it off and is like, we're going to be best friends. Wow. <laughs> Good looking out. Immediately, dude, Emily's hilarious. Dude, oh, yeah. She's my second favorite person in the whole movie. <laughs> she's my first. She's <laughs> so good. I had it on earlier and he's like, she's my favorite. Yeah. She's great. And she just gets better. Yeah. Yeah, she does. <laughs> But Grace says that she's so excited to be a part of their family and Emily happily agrees. But Helene speaks up that he will decide that. It's like, man, you're fucking, (laughs) what is your problem? (laughs) Emily greets her and Helene acknowledges her only as brown haired niece. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? That is great. (laughs) Very funny. Stevens announces that it's 1155 and everyone looks uneasy except for Emily, who giggling pulls Grace out of the room, telling her that this is going to blow her mind. This is another one where I'm like, how much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's possibly just checkers or chess or whatever, then why is everyone being so specifically weird about it? Well, because of the potential. A little too giddy. (laughs) (laughs) Tony leads everyone across the hall, saying that the room they're about to enter is for family only. He opens the doors, the ones from the beginning with Ladomas on them and has Grace enter first. She enters and is like, holy shit. I like the room. Yes. Yeah. A lot. This <laughs> <laughs> this room is one of few that did have production design. Right. Okay. They added a lot of like the things on the walls yeah. and a lot of that stuff. And it's really good. There's a lot of like paintings of, I guess, Tony's forefathers and yeah. it's clearly all paintings of Henry Zerny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their genes are strong. I thought, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Did the door, maybe I'm crazy. First of all, the paintings did remind me of Most Dangerous Game for some reason. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know why, but the doors reminded me of the Jumanji box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's really cool to have. Right? Because like the that. doors look like a fucking game box. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it looks like. Pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> Not mad at it. But there's candles lit everywhere. There are weapons and paintings on the walls and a large table in the middle of the room. Grace stares up at a framed portrait of Victor Ladomas standing over a dead tiger with a gun in his hand. So piece of shit. 
There was most dangerous game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, super quick, their name is Ladomas, but I keep almost saying Delomas. And so if I say Delomas, no, I didn't. Okay. Their <laughs> name is Ladomas. You didn't hear that? No. Well, in your defense, they pronounce it, I think, three different ways. Yeah, I know. It's uh, Ladomas. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Tony put some stank on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you better put some class on my motherfucking name. But fucking Daniel, he's like Ladomas. Yeah. I bet, man, any bully worth their salt called him Ladomas. Oh, of yeah. course. And they should have. <laughs> <laughs> have you been drinking? I'm fine. <laughs> but there are guns hung on the wall framing this portrait of the piece of shit that killed the tiger. Grace is staring at it, and when she turns around, everybody's sitting at the table. Becky asks if she likes to play games, and Grace is like, well, it depends on the game. Tony says that they'll all know in a moment. He says that their family is big on tradition and now it's time for her to join in on it. You're big on tradition, but you take photos before the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Very strict. Hmm. Daniel continues to drink, remarking that it's story time. And so the story begins. During the Civil War, Tony's great grandfather, Victor, set up a printing shop. And a generation later, his grandfather expanded the company into sporting goods and board games. Hmm. Under Tony's leadership, their gaming dominion acquired four pro sports teams i'm like what the fuck yeah <laughs> dude it's like if the parker brothers own yeah. yeah like wait what like that's that's a big deal yeah. yeah he says some call it luck but it's more than that he says it's like someone is watching over them everything began with a generous benefactor and a mysterious box that tony produces and shows off to everyone he passes the box to helene and she admires it before passing it down the table Tony says that his great-grandfather had a difficult life as a merchant seaman, but he wanted more. Daniel loudly passes the box to his wife without looking at it. (laughs) Tony says that his great-grandfather met Mr. LaBelle as a passenger on his ship. LaBelle was a collector of antiques and would take them and go back to America to sell them. And after realizing that they both admired games of chance, they started playing cards together. Alex passes Grace the box with barely a look at it. And Grace looks at it as Tony says that one of Mr. LaBelle's possessions was the box that she's holding right now. One night after they got drunk, LaBelle came up with an idea. Helene clears her throat harshly and motions for Grace to pass the box along. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. So she yeah. does. Well, I mean, she's never seen it before. Like, give everyone, everyone a chance. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else has seen this. LaBelle proposed that if the great-grandfather could solve the mystery of the box before they arrived at their destination, LaBelle would finance anything that he wanted. The box is passed back to Tony as he says that his great-grandfather spent hours studying the box, but he did figure it out. He presses something that makes the top of the box spin. Are you thinking of Hellraiser? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Because literally, how the fuck do you spend hours solving a box where you just have to press a button? (laughs) You just breathe on it like Anthony Jones said. Exactly. Lucky the Cenobites didn't hop out. (laughs) But a compartment pops out. He demonstrates this as he speaks it. Whenever a new person joins the Ladomas family, they put a blank card in the box, as he's doing now, and the new member draws the card, and Mr. LaBelle tells them what they're supposed to play. Charity says that she got chess, and Fitch chimes in, I got old maid. It's like, okay. He goes, what the fuck is old maid? (laughs) (laughs) But you played it. Yeah, you you tell me. Yeah, Yeah, no shit. I think it's a card game. I did some research. It is a card game. 
Grace giggles as she holds the box. Something whirs inside until the compartment pops out again. Um, I just want to say I only know that Old Maid's a card game because of Sex and the City, so I wasn't trying to be like, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I, I needed Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did find that a variant of the game is called The Scabby Queen. Oh, oh well, so. that's my new title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me set the scene again. All Grace right. is holding the box. The compartment pops out. Grace takes her card and laughs, but Alex is fucking staring at her intensely. Mm-hmm. Helene asks what's on it, and Grace shows them. Hide and seek. She's like, are we really going to play this? But no one answers. Both Alex and Daniel look completely horrified. She asks if everything's okay, and Alex is like, yeah, those are the rules. Right, Dad? Right? Yeah. And but- Tony's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's making it like Tony would have changed his mind. Yeah. Right? You know what? No. Actually, no. <laughs> Try again. We'll play checkers. But but Grace asks who, who hides and who seeks, and Tony tells her that she's supposed to hide. Alex is like, this will be fun. And as they stand, he's like, meet me in the bedroom. I... Actually, two things. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, it would very much bother me that I was the only person seemingly excited to play this game. Yeah. Everyone looked scared as fuck. Yeah, especially when it's your tradition. Yeah. Right. That would worry me. That's kind of was my thing, too. I was like, how are you not worried? Nobody looks excited. No. Except maybe the ant. Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, why does everybody look like something's wrong? Yeah. Mm -hmm you know kind of read the room it's like like i don't want to touch the box no and the second thing is that she does not really pick up on the whole meet me at all you know you remember on Django when he's like meet me in the library (laughs) (laughs) she's no calvin candy because she just (laughs) stays here no he's like meet me in the bedroom and she's like no i want to play for real god damn it yeah Yeah. grace fucking listen dude but everyone stands and grace raises her glass to mr labelle everyone joins in on the toast Tony says that the rules are simple. Grace can hide anywhere she wants in the house, then they'll count to 100 and try to find her. Grace mentions that they all have an advantage, motioning to the camera in the corner of the room that is clearly on. Tony tells her they don't use the cameras. Every game they play, they play it as if they were in his great-grandfather's time. In the security room, Steven switches off all the surveillance cameras. The red light goes off. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, at least they're playing fair. That's the least they could do. (laughs) It is the least they could do. Grace says that there's no way for her to win, but Tony laughs and says she could just stay hidden until dawn. Grace laughs with him and is like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The cameras are off, but Stevens locks down the house from the security room. Tony wishes Grace good luck and smiles at her. In the hallway, Stevens puts on a fucking weird ass record called the hide and seek song. Grace runs up the stairs as the song tells her to run and hide. In an upstairs bedroom, Clara reads to Emily's sons as they lay side by side in twin beds. I did want to call out the song because, first of all, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. Tearing it up. I read, first of all, have you ever heard the song Hush, 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 Here Comes the Boogeyman? No. All right. Well, <laughs> I have. Not yet. It's very similar to the song in style. But the thing that really struck me about this song is that it was written for the film. What? That is genuinely surprising. They did such a good job with it because they did it in a matter of days. I, I can I can see that. I was like, <laughs> I don't sounds, think this is a real song. But it yeah. sounds like some old shit. No, that it, they, it, no it, 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 they did a good job uh-huh. because it does. It sounds like an old 
like an old creepy song. Yes. Yeah. It's like, this is supposed to be happy. It's like, no, no, it's no. not. It's and not. it's such a like trope now to repurpose old happy songs yeah. uh-huh. into like a horror creepy film. Ways, yeah. And honestly, if you had told me like, oh, this was a number one in 1912, I'd be like, yeah, it yep. was. Yeah. <laughs> it sure, it was. sure was. Everyone was bumping hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> But clearly a little tipsy, Grace makes her way upstairs and sits down on a bench to remove her heels. Quietly in the game room, Tony takes weapons off the walls and hands them out. Alex just sits alone on the couch. What the fuck did he hand out? Well, we'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Grace continues down the hall until she finds a dumbwaiter. Weren't we just talking about dumbwaiters recently? We were because we said, I think it's got to be offensive. (laughs) She smiles, opens it up, and climbs inside. And I'll just say right now, she's braver than me. Yeah, I'm not going in a dumb no. later. Have you seen H2O? That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I do want to say that I've, I feel like we, I know we played hide and seek as kids, but hide and seek is definitely a rich person's game because anywhere I've ever lived or uh, gone in my life, there's gonna, like two places yeah. to hide. <laughs> I was going to say, in my house, the game's over real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm either in the bath, I'm either in the yeah, fucking shower or, you know. <laughs> So, Nobody's staying hidden till dawn. I'll no, tell you that much. Not at all. But as the music comes to an end, everyone stands with their weapons. Charity has was that a harpoon? Yes. I believe so. Charity has a harpoon. <laughs> Daniel has a gun. Helene has an axe. Becky has a bow and arrow. Emily has a pistol. Fitch has a crossbow. And Tony has a shotgun. So a nice variety of weapons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm laughing because I, I thought of <laughs> their wailing on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> from Futurama because of Cheryl's harpoon. Yeah. But Charity's harpoon. Charity. I just made up a they name. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting that they're using like nautical weapons yeah. because dude was a fucking whatever. Oh, right. that's a really good I was just like, where but, the fuck? But like, they had what? all those guns on the wall. Why they the did. Fuck? Well, I mean, I guess that's from whenever he was killing those tigers, the piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But- <laughs> now the that fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> another banger ladies yeah. and gentlemen talk about number one record <laughs> <laughs> becky sits down next to alex and tells him that he should just stay here charity reapplies her lipstick in a mirror as becky and tony close alex inside the room they thank charity for watching the door to make sure that he doesn't leave i mean she probably has the least practical weapon to yeah. use, so it's like yeah you stay here that is true Unless you're on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) In the dumbwaiter, Grace jokes with herself, asking how her wedding night was and answering herself that it was just great. She sat in a dumbwaiter. In the game room, Alex gets up and goes straight to one of those hidden doors that we saw earlier and quickly walks through the corridor. It's like, y'all knew those were yeah, there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's your fucking house. Y'all not only know those are there, you know that he knows yeah. those are there. Yeah. But okay. I did want to call out earlier the odd moment of him wishing her good luck. Yeah. There was an odd sincerity to it. He's like, no, seriously. Good luck. Good Grace. luck. Because yeah. you're going <laughs> to fucking, gonna fucking need, it. need it, dude. <laughs> But the family quietly goes upstairs with their weapons as Grace chews the polish off of her fingernails, still in the dumbwaiter. Charity goes into the game room asking Alex if he wants company, but finds that the room is empty. <laughs> I mean, like, they're not even upstairs yet. <laughs> and Alex is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. In the dumbwaiter, Grace whispers, how long is this going to take? In the hallway, Fitch asks Becky the same thing, how long it usually takes. And Becky's like, I don't know. This has only happened once since I joined the family. So it, we take that to mean the opening scene? Yeah. Right. Because you don't see her, but when she's like, I'm so proud of you, Daniel, like, that's clearly her voice. Yeah. yeah. 
Fitch complains that he doesn't know how to use a crossbow. <laughs> As they pass the bathroom, he tells her he's going to make a pit stop because he has a nervous stomach. And Becky's like, you know, I never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> In the dumbwaiter, Grace decides that she's done and climbs out. Her dress gets caught and she has to rip it to free herself. Are you allowed to switch spots during hide and seek? For sure. I feel yeah, like that is... don't get caught. The That's risk is very... on you. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was specifically against the rules. Uh, Well, then I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> like I play hide and seek. Yeah, I don't I know. know. Um, <laughs> well, you got two spots. No, you... <laughs> I go from spot A to spot B. And then back, back to, to spot A. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I mean, the risk is on you if you want to be running around while everyone's yeah. looking for you. I mean, but... What if you pick a loser spot? A loser spot? Well, don't pick a loser <laughs> spot. Well, you don't know until you're caught. Or what if somebody walks right past you and then you run to a spot they've already checked? I feel I like... I mean, it's crafty. It's a, that's, a, that's a thinking man's <laughs> <laughs> Cheating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In the boys' room, Clara wakes up to find both of their beds empty. She rushes out of the room. Grace creeps down the hall and runs and hides around a corner when she hears Clara call out for Georgie. It's so cute, her playful little yeah, run. She yeah, she thinks that they're having fun. Yeah. The music swells as a hand goes over Grace's mouth and she's pulled into a room. We see that it's Alex and he interrupts her when she starts scolding him for scaring her. He tells her to listen carefully. They run and hide on the side of the bed as Clara walks into the room. She approaches the bed and starts to come around to the side, but when she hears something break in another room, she goes back toward the hallway. Standing in the doorway, she calls out for Georgie again, but before she can even finish saying his name, she is shot in the face. That was jarring. <laughs> Very jarring. <laughs> Grace, with tears on her face, peeks around the bed to confirm what she thought that she saw. Clara lays dying on the floor. Emily rushes in... <laughs> Proud of herself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until she sees Clara on the ground. Horrified, Grace looks at Alex as Tony, Helene, and Daniel run into the room to yell at Emily. <laughs> Daniel asks her if Clara looks like she's wearing a white wedding dress, and Tony asks why she shot her in the face at all. She's only supposed to be maimed because she has to be alive for the ritual. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's it's all out on front street now yes. because even then does she look like she's wearing a white dress i'm wearing a white yeah. dress. like that's what the whole fucking thing is about oh, yeah. and, and it only gets there's only further confirmation in a moment that you're in danger girl yeah. <laughs> becky joins them and is equally disappointed daniel is like will this count if clara dies and helene says of course it won't it has to be the bride <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if you were if you had any doubt Emily leans down and tries to comfort Clara, but she just coughs up blood in response. Becky asks Daniel to take his sister out of there, so he does. Tony asks what they're supposed to do, and Becky tells them to get rid of the body because Grace can't see her. Tony and Helene flip a coin to see who gets heads and who gets feet, and they carry Clara out of the room with Tony quietly lamenting that Clara was his favorite. <laughs> this, this part, you know, it's fucking crazy, mm -hmm. but... Becky was very surprising to me here because she it would feel like, you know, she married into this family. She's only seen one of them. Mm -hmm. Like she would be scared. Right. But she's like, fucking move her because I mean, she just kind of takes charge of the situation. Right. I think that was strange to me as well, because yeah. when even when she was being handed her weapon, she looked like she didn't even really yeah. want it. Yeah. But then now she's like, get the give me your fucking lantern. <laughs> get that body out of here. Like it's a it's a big drastic change. 
I do want to say on commentary, they talked about the balancing of tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they do it really well here because Clara's death is jarring. It's frightening when it happens. Yeah. Right. And then their reaction to it is hilarious. Yes. But Grace's reaction to it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got a lot of shit going on right now. Yeah. And if you don't balance it properly, you've unmade the movie. For sure. Yeah. So I, thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was more. No I, th- no, I totally agree because somehow it all works. Mm hmm. But Grace sits on the side of the bed, traumatized. Alex helps her to her feet and tells her that they need to go now. He tells her to grab her phone, but realizes that Stevens has taken all the phones. He explains to Grace that she pulled the one bad card. His family thinks that they have to kill Grace before sunrise. <laughs> it's just the, <laughs> the turn that this movie takes. Mm-hmm. That's information that would have been useful yesterday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> So Alex takes Grace by the hand, leading her into the servant's door. Just as they close it, Emily rushes in the room saying that she forgot her gun. (laughs) She stops in front of the mirror, does more coke and gives herself a pep talk. No more fuck ups because she's a winner. She grabs her gun and runs out of the room. I, first of all, love this moment. (laughs) She's like, come on, girl. (laughs) I rewound it a few times because after she does the coke, she licks it off her lips and goes, (laughs) (laughs) like she is a big fan of it but (laughs) i thought it was interesting on commentary he said that they directed her based on how much coke she's had oh wow that's fantastic because they filmed it out of sequence and so it's like you're this level of coke (laughs) well i mean she's and she does so good she's fucking funny and it's almost easy for her to get overshadowed because of some of the other performances but she's fucking hilarious and i think that is a good thing that i wanted to point out as well thank you for putting it in my brain again Uh uh-huh this ensemble everybody has their own thing yeah nobody is like stepping on anybody else's anything everybody kind of has their own character and for a film like this for the characters to be this well defined yeah that's really (laughs) cool we were talking about how this movie's like an hour 35 or something crazy how much shit it's and character development is packed into the it's it's crazy but as they walk through the secret corridor alex tells grace to put her shoes on she slides her bare feet into yellow converse and looks up to him for an explanation alex tells her that his family thinks that if they don't kill grace something very bad is going to happen to them alex says that he played along so that he could get her out of here but it's going to be hard because the whole house is on lockdown Grace angrily tells him that he knew what was going to happen if she pulled that card, but he says he didn't know because no one pulls it. So that was a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's happened in your mother's lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> and you were there. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know what? I just realized we can cut Emily some slack because I don't even think she was alive for that. And so this is her first fucking one of these. She's doing yeah. her best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is every... Well... I mean, they were kids, but... Yeah. Well, Daniel played a part. <laughs> Daniel did. <laughs> All right. I do want to say again about filming in these mansions. Mm-hmm. This little like passageway is right. a part of the mansion. Holy shit. I, I'd like that just for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just living yeah, in the secret no, tunnel. Nobody needs to use it or whatnot. No. Just let just, me yeah. have... It's my little... Uh, it's your man cave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really neat and they had said on commentary that this mansion has like ghost hunts and an escape room. I would love to do both of those things. And there's one, I don't know if it's the long hallway wherever she's like, I don't fucking like you, dude. Yeah. But they kept referring to something as the bowling alley. 
And I'm like, I gotta have this mansion. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's just it. Can you imagine? I know I've already said that, but can you fucking imagine? Mm. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can daydream. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But Fitch is still sitting on the toilet, <laughs> which he's missed a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he hears their voices coming through the vents above him, but he dismisses it quickly and goes back to paying attention to his phone, where he's pulled up a YouTube video <laughs> on how to use a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's trying to learn. He's doing his best. Because he was like, you really expect me to know how to use well, this? Well, what year is this yeah. from? Right. And I, I read that those are the writers. That is in fucking the, fantastic. In the YouTube video. They had said on commentary that they kind of just told him to film something. Yeah. And that's what they just gave it. Like, that's hilarious. Carte blanche. I mean, it yeah. is their fucking movie. Yeah. But. yeah. We can do whatever we want. But Alex tells Grace that he really didn't think this would happen, but that if he didn't let her pull a card at all, he'd be dead too. So wouldn't that make you like, so you believe this shit too? Yeah, although the way he says it is it's like if you keep her from pulling a card, his family will kill them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I don't know what he means by that. I don't, I th- Alex is kind of all over the place. <laughs> He's doing damage control right now. <laughs> but he says that whenever someone marries into the family, they have to play the game. And if you don't, you die. It sounds crazy, but she just needs to believe him because it's real. He says that his great uncle got married and he didn't play a game. <laughs> and the next morning he died and his wife died too. And the same thing happened to his cousin and a bunch of family that he never even met before. See, this is where I'm starting to get a little confused. This is starting to creep into urban legend territory. (laughs) I genuinely love the LaBelle story. Oh, yeah. But there are a little, there's some holes. (laughs) But Grace tells him that he said his family was fucked up. He didn't say they were psycho killers. He didn't even warn her, which like, fuck you. I would be furious. Yeah. So we didn't have to do any of this. No. You know what I mean? I feel like, well, hang on. Let's say this part. Let's say this part real quick. Alex is like, you wanted to get married. I would f- uh. I would punch him in his fucking face. She gives the proper response. Well, she hits him and yells at him for blaming this on her and says that they could have just eloped. But Alex says that there are rules. The wedding has to be here and they have to play the game. She says he could have just told her and he's like, but if I did, you would have left. And if I didn't propose, you would have left. So... I guess that's why, but rocking a hard place. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, please tell me, look, okay, I'll marry you, but there's a chance you could die. Just marry another, <laughs> uh, marry another rich girl. Her family probably has some weird fucking shit too. It's like, but, oh, you got to play a game at my house uh, after that. Just to play devil's advocate, which may be one of their board games. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, at what point can you say this or tell her anything, and she won't leave you? Because if you're like, listen. If we do get married, there's a chance that we're going to have to play a game at my parents' house. And if you pull a card that's hide and seek, you're going to have to hide all night or they're going to fucking try to kill you. Right, right. So what about when... Okay, so let's just say she pulled uh, Uno and they play Uno and she never knows about it. And then when his nephew gets married... It's like, listen, you don't well, know it, but you dodged a huge fucking bullet. Like, are there, are I, there only three games? Is it just yeah. <laughs> old maid and hide and seek? <laughs> I feel like you should probably still know if we played Uno and then it was like, all right, you're in the family. And be like, look, you almost fucking died last <laughs> night. I just want to. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's odd. I think it's smart that they wrote it that Grace really wanted to get married. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, because otherwise it wouldn't have made any sense. Not yeah. at all. And I mean, it, again, I understand why he would go forward with the wedding because he loves her so much. Right. And he wants to give her what she wants. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. Well, yeah. <laughs> if 
Charity played the game and Fitch played the game. Maybe mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, or yeah. he's like, it, it, look, it probably won't happen. And he was there for it. That's why whenever he saw the card, he was like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> but he tells her that she's everything to him and he promises to get her out of this. He tells her to run down to the end of the hall and she'll be in the service kitchen. He's going to the security room to unlock all the doors so she can run outside. She is terrified, but she agrees to the plan. They say that they love each other and they kiss and Alex is off to the security room, leaving Grace to catch her breath. Without her heels on, she's stepping on the hem of her dress and she stops and rips it shorter. Triumphant music plays as she marches to the other end of the hallway, but stops when there are two doors waiting on either side. And she puts it simply, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He could have told her where. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've never been here before. I do not know this. (laughs) In the hallway, Daniel helps Tony and Helene carry Clara's body, remarking that they haven't seen Grace and that she could be anywhere. Just then, Grace steps out into the hallway from the secret passage, and it's a deer in headlights moment until Daniel's like, found her. (laughs) They drop Clara and Grace turns to run away, but Emily steps into the hallway. She screams and wildly fires her gun, hitting no one before dropping it to the floor. Tony yells at her to aim at the center, <laughs> the center of gravity, and Emily's like, "I don't know what yeah. I'm doing." <laughs> you just feel bad for her at a certain yeah, they, point. You can tell they don't know what they're doing. No. She's, yeah. She just keeps trying. Not at all. And dude, just my fucking luck to walk out. I know. Yeah. I know. You got a fifty-fifty shot. It's the same thing at the restaurant when I pick the wrong super salad. Yes, th- that's <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> Because when you order the salad, they shoot at you. Yes. Yeah. You guys have never been to a restaurant? Yeah. Um, But Grace runs into a study. She tries to open the windows, but of course they're all locked. She tries the phone, but it doesn't work either. She lifts up a chair to try to break a window, but quietly puts it back down when she hears someone in the hallway. She shushes the chair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, be cool. cool, I, I appreciated that. She presses herself against a wall, looking toward the door, but one of the secret doors opens right behind her, and Daniel walks in, and the two just stare at each other. (laughs) He says that he just came here to get a drink and starts to pour himself one. He tells her that he has to call the others. She tells him that he doesn't have to and begs for his help, but he tells her plainly that this is not going to end well for her. He just doesn't want to be the one to serve her up. So this is like one of several moments where you're seeing Daniel's not really into it. No. Yeah. And so it's a thing that carries through, Mm -hmm. which again, giving him some character. Oh, yeah. He offers her the drink that he poured, but she doesn't take it. And he just apologizes to her. He's like, it's true what they say. The rich really are different. (laughs) It's like, all right. See, there's a light social commentary. Yeah. Not enough. No, but he offers her a 10 second head start. She tries to plead with him again, but when it's clear that it's not going to work, she runs out of the room. Daniel sits down with his drink and slowly starts to count to 10. Grace runs down the hall and then Daniel finally calls out. She's in the study. <laughs> it's like you're you got you have practice. Yeah. <laughs> And he didn't, it wasn't a full 10. Yeah. That wasn't it wasn't. Half. Well, it seemed like he was going longer because he's like two and a half. And yeah. he's yeah. just like, she's, she's here. here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone perks up at this, including Emily, who's just sitting in a room popping pills. <laughs> <laughs> I love this character. Charity runs into the study and is angry at Daniel when he says that he lost her. She calls him pathetic and he agrees, handing her his drink. 
She drinks it, asking if he could at least pretend to care. And Daniel's like, I'm sure you'll find her and kill her with, with or without my help. <laughs> but he says that something did occur to him. Alex may have been wrong for not telling Grace about what's going on, but he remembers that when he told her, she didn't even blink and she couldn't wait to sign her soul away. This was interesting to me that Daniel told his wife about yeah. it before. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can tell. They just have to be a shitty yeah. person. <laughs> She's like, bet. Yeah. But Charity says that he knows what her life was like before she met him and that she'd rather be dead than lose all of this. I don't get it, but I get it. Yeah. It's like, but like, is that how rich people view poverty? Oh, it's yeah. Like, I'd rather dude. fucking die Nate, or you, kill someone else. Do you think <laughs> like, for a second damn, but- that if you fucking took away fucking idiot piece of shit Elon Musk's money that he would be cool with that? He would fucking jam an emerald into his brain <laughs> so fast. To end it all. Yeah. <laughs> an emerald. Well, he's a rich fucking asshole. <laughs> or he could just get a job and work. Yeah. That, I mean, that's I not, mean that, like we're a, not doing all like that. Like a regular human yeah. being. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you mean I don't have stock options? <laughs> <laughs> emerald. <laughs> Bam. I know that's emerald, but you know. Yeah. Well, it works. <laughs> it, so, it, it sounds close thing. enough. <laughs> To where the joke works. (laughs) But Tony and Helene come in and Daniel says that they just missed Grace. Charity admits to Tony that Alex got out. (laughs) This is just like a clusterfuck. (laughs) Emily and Fitch run in asking if it's over. Tony says not only is it not over, but now Grace knows what's going on. Daniel reminds everyone that Clara is dead because Emily shot her in the face and Fitch laments that she was his favorite. (laughs) (laughs) What was special about her? I don't know. Everybody loved her. Emily whines that she forgot her gun and her parents comfort her. This is hilarious because we watched her drop it and that means she just walked away. (laughs) Fitch offers her his crossbow and she takes it immediately. Tina, the maid, runs in, saying that she just saw Grace, but the crossbow fires and Emily shoots her right in the mouth. <laughs> Why would you give Emily the fucking crossbow? I, Fitch just does not want that yeah. crossbow. No. It, well, honestly, that video probably wasn't much help. Yeah. <laughs> Poor lady, though. She was just there, hired to help with the kids, and mm-hmm. then now yeah. arrow in the mouth. Yeah. And she was being helpful. She's like, I fucking I saw, saw her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, fucking the trailer gives away both her and Clara's deaths. That's oh, bullshit. Wow. And uh, I mean, they're great moments of comedy, but. Yeah. Right? Of comedy. <laughs> Emily screams and cries, asking why this always happens to her and asking that they not be mad at her. To her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fitch comforts her and says that they'll go find an edible to even her out. Maybe they can even find the last surviving maid to come and clean this up. These are just classy <laughs> ass people. Charity asks if the help counts and Helene is like, no, why does everyone keep asking that? She tries to keep talking, but Tina's death rattle keeps interrupting her. She goes over and finishes her off with an ax before reminding all of them that they need to kill the bride by dawn. So uh, that acts, I mean, she put it to work. Yeah. <laughs> she did. But my question is, why didn't they send the staff home? They have no... Because yeah. they were watching kids. I guess. Well, but wasn't em- Emily up there reading to them? No, that was Clara. Well, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they can't She's do anything. She's not watching her own uh, damn kids. That's man. true. Come on. Um, I apologize. <laughs> but Tony says that they're fucked. Becky rationally is like, let's just use the security cameras. Helene doesn't appreciate them not respecting tradition, but Tony's like, look, great grandfather would have used the cameras if he had them. 
it killed me because he's like, it wasn't tradition yeah. that he was, he was born. <laughs> Charity says times change and asks if she can get a weapon made this century, specifically the gun that she has in her purse. Daniel's like, you have a gun in your purse? And Charity's like, yeah. yeah. But Tony says no. Using great grandfather's weapons is tradition. And Helene is like, pick and choose. Pick and choose. <laughs> Daniel is thankful that they don't have to wear the masks and Tony shrugs and says that that was his dad's idea. It was the 80s. Well, personally, I kind of dug the masks. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded having the masks. Daniel did not like those masks. Yeah. They were creepy. They were very scary. But finished with this, Becky tells Tony and Daniel to go to the security room and turn on the cameras. Everybody else needs to spread out and try to find Alex. So this is when Becky takes over completely. Yes. And I mean, it's it's interesting because then it now sets up this parallel between her and Grace, character wise. Yeah. Right? Where you can have one person into the family this way and become this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, it's an interesting dynamic because fucking Tony is not about it. He freaks out way too much. Yeah. <laughs> he does. So it's good that she's in charge. Well, they haven't had to do this in thirty years. Yeah. Fair. So I mean, you think you would have had thirty years to fucking. <laughs> to get a game plan to level out or something but grace runs back into the game room with the ladomas doors she looks up at the gun that she saw earlier she takes it off the wall and drapes the ammo belt is it called an ammo belt Mm -hmm. okay around herself bandolier bandolier i only know because of red dead redemption (laughs) (laughs) damn it i should have known but she starts to back out the door but she catches sight of herself in the mirror and is like jesus this is iconic yeah she looks like a badass she does and it's also should probably be the poster <laughs> all right <laughs> you think when they shoot stuff like this they're like oh we just got the That's poster it, yeah. yeah but alex runs into the security room and starts looking for a way to disengage the locks grace finally makes it to the kitchen but of course the doors are still locked she looks up at the camera in the corner which is also still off she aims her gun at the doorknob but it only clicks when she tries to shoot Suddenly, whistling Tchaikovsky, Stevens comes in, forcing Grace to hide behind the island in the middle of the room. As he starts to make tea, she crawls to the opposite side of where he's standing. This is kind of funny because (laughs) two of the staff have been murdered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody's still looking for Grace Mm -hmm. and he's making himself a cuppa. (laughs) I I thought that was pretty funny. It made me laugh because it's like, first of all, how long have you been around that this is just whatever? Yeah, Yeah, this is cool. And that's the other thing. I mean, with the staff, I know I keep harping on the staff being here, (laughs) but I feel like even if I worked for these people and this is... I'm requesting tonight off. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I'll work the wedding, but then I'm gone. I gotta leave. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) But Alex finally gets the cameras back on and sees the situation that Grace is in. In the hallway, Tony complains about his sister and says that it doesn't really matter how they find Grace. Daniel tells him that someone else must have been thinking the same thing and draws Tony's attention to the camera in the corner that is definitely on and they immediately know it's Alex. Mm -hmm. Alex is frantically just hitting shit in the security room trying to get the doors open. It's like, like, what's his name doing the lights on Shaun of the Dead? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking David. In the kitchen, Stevens continues to whistle and pretend to compose, but stops when Grace opens the gun. He walks around the side of the island where she's hiding, but she's crawled to the other side. With shaking hands, Grace loads the gun. The tension here is really great. No, it's really good. I do want to point out that it makes me laugh in horror films that nobody is able to sense other people in the room. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> he's I, like, I'm completely alone right now. <laughs> and then he even stops singing. He's like, 
I'll sing louder. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> Stevens puts the teapot on the lit burner and yeah, done with whistling now, he starts just singing the overture. <laughs> Grace takes this opportunity to close the gun, but Stevens hears it and stops. But then he just starts <laughs> singing yeah. again. Yeah. And when the teapot starts whistling, he pours himself his cup of tea. So I want to know how or what kind of uh, stove that is. Because that, that started boiling yeah, fast. Uh, it's like a rich people seconds. stove. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like zero to 60. It's like, uh, I, I hope they that someone has oven times like a car. No. Oh, we can get your tea boiling. <laughs> is that horsepower? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alex finally disengages the locks and Stevens goes over to investigate the door in the kitchen. Grace comes behind him, gun raised, and tells him to move. Stevens tells her that he can't and Grace pulls the trigger. Again, nothing happens. Stevens tells her that the ammo is display only because he's not stupid. He starts toward her, but Grace just takes his teapot and breaks it over his head. You don't need to reload that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alex cheers her on from the security room and Stevens grabs a knife and starts just blindly swinging at her, yelling to whoever can hear him that Grace is in the kitchen. Tony starts banging on the door of the security room and screaming for Alex to let him in. Alex takes the fire extinguisher from the wall and just smashes the control board. <laughs> Tony breaks in, breaking the door down and immediately starts choking Alex, who quickly gets the upper hand and starts choking his father back. He screams at Tony to leave his wife alone as he chokes him. But Daniel's like, dude, you don't have to do this. Alex finally lets go and Tony gasps for air. I heard on commentary that the stunt coordinator was pissed off because dude was turning blue. Oh, shit. Like you see it in yeah. the film. Yeah. Like he's really getting choked. I think he fucking leaned into it. Oh. <laughs> like air star on Preacher. <laughs> but it was like... Uh, obviously not cool to do that no but you get a great shot yeah they did i thought it was okay tarantino like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like look you're almost gonna die but, but we'll stop right before you do we might get the oscar yeah. <laughs> daniel tries to reassure alex as alex asks him for help telling him that grace is everything to him and they have to get her out of here Tony comes up behind Alex and hits him in the head with the fire extinguisher. Alex is knocked unconscious and Tony's like, whose side are you on to Daniel? And Daniel's like, well, I distracted him, didn't I? He did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's Damn give him it. some slack. All right, Daniel. I will say hitting your son in the head with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I mean, it on works. His wedding night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it works in movies because for some reason, everybody knows that things won't kill people. Right. Yeah. But that like a pool of blood could just appear and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we killed well, Alex. <laughs> I was going to say, too. I mean, they do. Do you make a point? Because they always do that in movies yes. and shit. But if I hit you in the back of the head with the fucking fire extinguisher, I'll just I'll do it just hard enough to. Yeah, <laughs> how do I know how hard is Seriously, hard enough? Or that, it always works. It could be a picture app on old sweet tea. <laughs> like we we don't know. Like yeah. I was just trying to make him go to sleep. Yeah, no. you've murdered my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony flips a coin to see who will carry what side, but Daniel does not care. He just helps Tony carry his brother out of the room. I have two things on the coin toss. First thing is that it was improv to have this as a character quirk ah. by Henry Zerny. I love that. Right. And it's cool because it's like everything's a game. Yeah. 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 It's kind yeah. of their whole thing. But Plus like Harvey Dent. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> My other thing was like tails. I take the head. Heads. 
It's they're, literally the other side no, of the yeah. coin. They're they're quirky. <laughs> <laughs> it's opposite day, bruh. I don't know. I don't know either. But Why are <laughs> you getting married on opposite day? It's just poor they're planning. They're actually getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony tells him to wait because he forgot his gun, and Daniel's like, just come back for it. So now, by my count, there are two unaccounted for guns yes. in the house. Yeah, this night is not going no. well. Not at all. Grace runs down a hallway, but turns when she hears them fighting and struggling, carrying Alex. She goes back to the dumbwaiter, and when she opens it, she finds Dora, the last remaining maid, hiding inside. Very smart move. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't yeah. understand what's going on. I'm not even a maid. <laughs> Mr. Ladomas just likes the way I dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite understand. Neither do I, but goddamn poor thing, dude. Tonight was not the night to be dancing. <laughs> but Grace says for her to swap places with her because they're not looking for Dora. They're looking for her. So Dora's like, she's over here. What like, the God fuck? Yeah. Dora accidentally hits the button on the dumbwaiter, which is really bad because she's leaning halfway out of it. It starts to move and it crushes Dora as she asks for help. It's like, you're fucking, yeah. you have the fucking nerve to ask me for help? Yeah, that's yeah. what you get. Yeah. <laughs> The random fun fact I have here from commentary is that you see like an insert shot of the gears. Yeah. yeah. That's from Big Ben. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't understand. They didn't shoot that. And so they just got some, I guess, stock footage. Yeah. It's from the inside of that clock. All right. That's hilarious. <laughs> just random. It's like, sure. Yeah, yeah why not? That's what, a, that's what a dumb waiter is. Yeah. <laughs> but blood pours out of Dora's mouth. Grace does try to help her, but it's too late. Dora is dead and Grace runs away. Stevens comes into the hall with a very burned face and sees Dora. In a bedroom, Tony handcuffs Alex to the foot of a bed, and Becky says that she doesn't like this. They're supposed to be bringing him back into the fold. Well, now he can't leave. <laughs> now he's handcuffed yeah. into the fold. <laughs> Stevens comes in, and after Daniel laughs at his burned face, informs them that he cannot fix his security system. The doors and the windows are all unlocked. Oh, and also, Dora's been crushed by the dumbwaiter. <laughs> See, he's super chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just confused. Daniel's like, and then there were none. Tony asks how she's able to take them all out. She's just a little blonde twig. And he's, like you said, he's freaking out. Yeah. He's freaking out and he's also very wrong. Your daughter killed two of them. Yeah. yeah. So Grace hasn't been taking you all out all night. <laughs> so, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> the calls are coming from inside. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't think of that either. I mean, I get you're flustered. Yeah, but Becky tells him to take a minute, but just a minute. They all have to go and guard the doors because they can't let Grace get outside. Helene says that Alex lost his way and they never should have let him leave. We see that Grace is on the side of the building outside the window and she can hear every word they're saying. Helene says that she and Alex have always been so much alike, so she knew that Grace would pull that card and Alex would have to face the same decision that she did. This is why I think she was like, you're going to have to hide better than <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, we don't need your prophecies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your prophecies. Like, geez, man. You ever heard of positive thinking? Yeah, Helene? God God damn. Damn. <laughs> but Tony says that that's bullshit. None of them expected this to happen. <laughs> he, in fact, he had a tea time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he says it wasn't even a choice for Alex because he's been helping Grace this entire time. He hates them. Helene says that Alex doesn't hate them. He's just afraid of who he truly is, just like she was. We see young Helene for a moment in that flashback composing herself as Helene now explains to Tony that he'll never know how it felt for her to know that the only man she ever loved was supposed to die. 
But she says that she should never have fought it. She should have just killed Charles herself. It's like, God damn. damn. Yeah. So that's a pivot. Helene yeah. has lived long enough to see herself become the yes. villain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if her brother's Harvey Dent. Yeah. I mean, she says there's still time for Alex to do the right thing. He just has to accept the truth that he's meant to lead the family, not run away from it. Tony reminds her that Alex is the good son. <laughs> Daniel's like, cool, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just fuck myself, right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helene asks, then why was he the only one who's ever seen Mr. LaBelle in his chair? Tony's like, he was five years old. It was probably just a dream or a lie. It's like, they <laughs> But Helene is not convinced. I'm sorry, saw Mr. LaBelle in his chair? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, we're just glossing over that. Yeah. Because that's very important. <laughs> is this a ghost? Is he, is Mr. LaBelle the devil? Is like, I don't right. know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot that I want to know. Yeah. And to just say, well, he didn't fucking see it and then move on. He was five. Five-year-olds are liars. Well, <laughs> we know he likes to play games. That is he fair. He does That's like it. to play games. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> but Tony leaves, and as Grace ponders a far drop from where she stands, Helene looks at Alex for a moment before grabbing up her axe and joining her brother. As soon as she's gone, Alex opens his eyes. So is he just sitting there listening the whole time? I yeah. think so. He's like, I knew he liked me yeah. best. Yeah. He's like, I knew that fire extinguisher was made out of foam yeah. rubber. <laughs> in another room, sitting in front of a window, Fitch types into a search engine on his phone, packs with the devil, real or bullshit. <laughs> Shouldn't he believe it at this point? I mean, if he's out here trying to, you know. I mean... I don't think any of them really knew what they were in for, but until people started dying, and now he's like, "No, is this okay. shit like?" <laughs> but hold on, though, I didn't. So if we got married, and I was like, "Oh, but you're part of this cult or or this, you oh, know, whatever." I mean, yeah, that's we, a good you point. would just be like, "All sure. right, whatever." Yeah, we got money. You now, got money. Yeah. I'm gonna say the money kind of sure. You wouldn't even like look it up or be curious. Why? Why now? Tonight? Yeah. yeah. Well, because he has to do something. <laughs> You're like, well, because it's a good beat for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Because it's funny, John Paul. <laughs> but just before he searches, he gets a text from someone named Kip. As he texts his friend, <laughs> isn't he like doing family shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as he's texting, Grace drops down from the floor above and lands in the bushes outside the window. But Fitch is too busy texting to notice. Yeah. It's funny to me because he's the only one who has a phone. Yeah. Like all the other phones got taken yeah. up that he's Googling and uh, watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't follow the rules. He's got these kids wearing the masks. Like, yeah, he shit. yeah. No respect, really. Mm -mm. I'm honestly offended. <laughs> but Grace runs through the front yard, which is still decorated for her wedding. She stops for a moment and remembers moments from the ceremony before continuing to run. She hauls ass until she sees someone searching with a flashlight. Then she hides behind a tree and notices a barn. Interesting that nobody's patrolling, really, except like if yeah. I would expect for her to eventually get out of the house, I would have extra staff. I would expect for her Something. to immediately yeah. get out of the house. I know I've been harping on the extra staff. staff. Yeah. <laughs> but the staff shouldn't be here. Hire no, more staff. I've changed my mind. <laughs> the staff will exclusively be outside. <laughs> But she goes inside the barn, and when the person with the flashlight heads that way, she hides among the goats inside. No, it was not lost on me that the family keeps goats. Yeah. No. The person goes into the barn, and the flashlight sweeps around. There's a large cellar-type thing in the middle of the room with the doors closed. When the person finally comes into Grace's view, she sees that it's just the little boy, Georgie. 
She calls out to him and relieved goes over. She tries to comfort him, telling her that she knows this is scary. And then Georgie raises his gun. <laughs> now, he could have gotten this gun from his mom, from his grandfather. Right. I yeah. mean, there's just guns everywhere. Just found it lying around. <laughs> I mean, well, it looks like the gun she first dropped. <laughs> I, I'm Sure. I yeah. believe yeah. it. She puts her hands up and he shoots her right through her left hand. She looks at her hand and the bullet has completely gone through. There's a fucking hole. Like, yeah. It looks really good. It does. She punches Georgie in the face. And again, just the right amount because he's knocked out cold. I do want to say slow clap because her punching this kid in the face (laughs) is one of the most satisfying (laughs) things that they could have done in this film. And it was fantastic for me. I remember in the theater, we all just like exploded with laughter. Well, it was hilarious because you're shocked. Yes. That a child just shot her. She got shot through the hand, and then she's like, "I mean, no. what other He's reaction?" Still can one we of have? them, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it feels like because they were put to bed, like right, right, in right. the '80s, the kids were running around in the mix. Right. Now they're put to bed. They're being read to. Like you kind of want to think that they're separate from this, right. but he's like, "No, nah, I'll get yeah. her." Like, don't worry <laughs> about it. He's part of it. Yeah. yeah. But Grace reaches for the flashlight and is startled by a goat and falls backwards through those doors in the thing in the middle of the room. She falls through and lands on a pile of something. I do want to say that, according to the commentary, Mm -hmm. originally they had it to where the goat was a puppet. Right. And they said it looked horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And so they got the goat trainer to, I guess, get... And this goat looks like Black Phillip. Oh, yeah. Straight up. So I think it might have been a cameo, but (laughs) they got him to actually frighten her into the thing. And they're better for it. Yeah. Yeah. But there are flies everywhere, and Grace vomits from the smell. She sees that she has fallen on top of a pile of skeletal bodies, one of which has an arrow shot through its stomach. So I'm like, is this Charles? Yeah. So they've been having Charles's corpse here for 30 yeah. years. It looks like they've had a lot of corpses yeah, down there for a, a long time. But it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, before. Before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she goes over to the ladder, but she only has one good hand to climb. And we see that the ladder is barely hanging on because one of the nails up top is pulled way out. Grace starts the impossible climb to the top. And when she's there, she's rewarded by the ladder breaking out from underneath her. She's holding on to the top with only her right hand. And when she starts to slip, she brings her injured left hand down right on top of that nail that's sticking out. It's a lot. The scream that she lets out. The nail was actually CGI. Right. Which is very interesting because it looks... No, yeah. Yeah, that I is very never interesting. Not at all. And it's sold because of her performance. Yeah. That scream is coming from a place yes. of <laughs> <laughs> severe pain. Man, this is... She thought that she was just going to be banging tonight. Yeah, she did. And this is her evening. Yeah, that sucks. Banging! <laughs> <laughs> That's less coarse <laughs> than what you've said. <laughs> And there's no jackals involved, so. Thank God. Thank God for that. But she screams and pulls herself up and releases her hand from the nail. She finally climbs out and back into the barn, bleeding and filthy. She rips one of the sleeves from her dress and uses it to bandage her hand. She yells at an unconscious Georgie, calling him a little fucker before composing herself and leaving. No lies detected. (laughs) None. While having a cigarette outside, Charity sees Grace running by. She aims her wedding and fires, but completely misses. She goes back inside and tells Stevens where Grace is. Grace makes it all the way to the gate, but she isn't able to pull herself up. She finds a loose bar and tries to pry it. 
I thought that Charity was going to have an action hero moment. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she, Charity thought Charity was going to have an yeah. action hero moment. But it, she did hit a bird. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, her aim's not terrible. When a car goes by, Grace screams for help, but the car doesn't stop. The bar finally gives way and she falls backward. She gets right back up and squeezes her way through the broken fence. And we see the fence cutting her back open. This made me squirm. Yes. Like it... Anything like this where you kind of see a wound happening? Yeah. Happening in like, real I don't, time. I don't need that. But she keeps squeezing through and finally gets out and runs to the car. But the car only stops long enough to tell her to get the fuck out of the road. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. <laughs> She's filthy and bloody and squeezing her way out of this yeah. mansion and asking for help. And they're just like the fuck out <laughs> well i mean in horror movie logic if you stop to help anyone you you're dead i mean i guess so i mean but I mean, he didn't drive yeah, away out of he fear did, he yeah. was just like oh fuck off well he's like yeah get the fuck out of the road <laughs> like, God, scared. Damn. <laughs> funny interestingly though is that i can't remember if it was Bettinelli open or gillet mm-hmm. but that driver is played by one of the directors in a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said on the commentary that the music coming from the car is his best friend's band. I love it. <laughs> All I right. love to see it. Pretty cool. But she screams at the car as it drives off, asking the driver what the fuck is wrong with him. She calls him an animal and lets loose an impressive slew of cuss words before just screaming. Stevens's vehicle, complete with the Tchaikovsky playing. So you're like, oh, that's Stevens. This is theme or what? <laughs> <laughs> swear to god it comes down the road and she runs away into the woods steven surveys the broken gate and sees a piece of grace's dress still clinging to it it's like damn it yeah. <laughs> inside the family facetimes with stevens as he said that grace must have run into the woods but she won't get far and don't worry he'll have the gate fixed tomorrow Tony tells everyone that she's out and daniel starts putting on his coat to leave saying that they'll divvy up the wedding gifts tomorrow Tony pushes Daniel against the wall and yells at him, asking if he thinks this is a fucking game. Arf, and, arf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel's like, well, yeah, it's hide and seek. Remember? It's like, ah, you fucker. Uh. So why are you so damn funny? <laughs> <laughs> Can't stay mad at him. Tony says that if Grace lives until dawn, they're all going to die. He asks if they remember what happened to the Van Horns. Fitch says that they all died in a house fire. But Tony says that that's what the press said. That's not how they really died. You don't fuck Mr. LaBelle. Mr. LaBelle fucks you. So are the Van Horns like far enough family that they have a different last name? Or was LaBelle just fucking running around making making deals? deals. (laughs) See, and again, I find that personally offensive. I'm like, you make deals with me. We're not even special. Yeah. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Curse my family. Exactly. And only my family. The (laughs) disrespect. I was like, but then that kind of sets up another thing too, because now it's like, okay, well, whatever happens here happens here. Right. But how many more fucking families are out there with fucking LaBelle deals? Yeah. Now I'm afraid to get married. (laughs) (laughs) As if it was in the cards, but you don't understand. Stop. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) He asked the painting of his great grandfather if he could have maybe negotiated better terms because now because of him, they're all fucked. I laughed so hard because he goes, here's to you, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is your great grandfather. <laughs> he comes unglued. Yeah. He does. See, like, that's why he's not in so charge. easily, yeah. Because Becky tells him to calm down. See? She sends everyone out, but relegates Emily and Daniel to go throw the maids into the goat pit. <laughs> I'm like, it has a name? Yeah. <laughs> and she asks Emily to just please not kill anyone else. <laughs> 
Fitch asks Charity when they should just cut and run, and Charity just walks away from him. So Fitch flips her off behind her back. And it's pretty emphatic. It is. Outside, Grace hides behind a tree as Stevens pulls up. In the bedroom, Alex calls for his brother. When he gets no response, he starts sawing the bedpost with the chain on his handcuffs. He's like, I just want to make sure you weren't right there. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get to work. (laughs) In the woods, Stevens calls out for Grace and she runs further in. In the barn, Emily asked why Grace had to pull hide and seek. She asked Daniel if he believes that it's true. He's like, what, that will implode or burst into flames? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Both suppressing gags, they lift Dora and toss her into the pit. She asked Daniel if he remembers the last time they played hide and seek because he was six or seven. Daniel says that he remembers all of it and that Alex was with him. He's like, I actually helped him win. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He says he tried to protect him, but he doesn't know what Alex saw or remembers. Emily tells him that he always looked out for Alex, but Daniel says that if that were true, he never would have let him marry Grace. He says that Alex deserved a better brother. He lifts up Tina's head by the spear that's still stuck in her mouth and tells his sister that they all deserve to die before tossing it down. This scene on commentary, they said, was almost cut. Why? I don't know. Personally, I think it's really good to have this character moment for Daniel. Yes. It's part of that progression. Yeah. And it's good to have that interaction between him and emily yeah. that's more than just comedy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. because <laughs> emily's fucking hilarious yes that is undisputed <laughs> but emily says that her kids don't deserve to die and just then georgie regains consciousness and calls out to his mom <laughs> she runs over to him and with a black eye georgie tells her that he followed grace down here and shot her with the gun that he found <laughs> Daniel's like, why would you do that? And Georgie says that everyone else is. Emily tells her son that she's so proud of him. And Daniel looks at them with disgust. See, that's important. Yeah, it is. And (laughs) and it's a mirror to the moment of Becky telling Daniel that she's so proud of him at the beginning. True. Because it's like, that's what you become. Yeah. Right. But nobody says anything about this kid's black eye. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm dizzy as fuck, mom. <laughs> you probably shouldn't let me go to sleep. <laughs> Grace continues to run toward the road until Stevens pulls his car off the road and drives toward her. He stops and gets out and she tries to run, but he tackles her. A fight ensues, but when he pulls out his gun, Grace hits it away. The two wrestle until Grace scratches his burned face and gets out from underneath him. She takes a ripped piece of her dress and starts to strangle Stevens. He passes out, which everybody is just very, (laughs) (laughs) very easily passing out in this movie. Did they not have dinner? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, Jesus. (laughs) Are y'all okay? (laughs) But Grace gets in his car. Steven starts to get up after she pulls away. So she didn't kill him. No. Right. Just enough. Just enough to (laughs) knock him out. In the car, Grace drives away and presses the auto assistance button in the car. When a representative answers, Grace tells him that people are trying to kill her and asks him to call the police. The representative, Justin, chuckles as he's like, oh, my computer's slow. I need to reboot it. (laughs) We do not have time. No. Grace tells him to just call the police, but Justin informs her that this car was reported stolen, so he needs to shut it off. So when did Stevens (laughs) report this car stolen? Immediately after she pulled away. (laughs) After regaining consciousness. Like, I have the number for OnStar (laughs) in my fucking speed dial. (laughs) Grace screams at him, but he tells her it's just company policy. The car slows to a stop, and he tells her to stay with the vehicle, and the police will be on their way. 
He asks her if there's anything else he can do, and she tells him, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> He's like, all right, have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> and he hangs up. I don't know if you saw on IMDb, this is Nat Faxon in yes. a cameo role. Yeah. I I really <laughs> only know him from Club Dread. Uh-huh. And he's on The Connors now. Yes, I watch The Connors. The Connors <laughs> is great. I enjoy it. Yeah. I am unashamed. Yeah. But, you, should, uh, you should be unashamed. He's also an Oscar winner. Holy oh, shit. Nice. Him and Jim Rash wrote a screenplay together. Jim Rash is fucking... Remember Reno? Yeah, when he's just dancing <laughs> and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to dance. That's my business. <laughs> He's an Oscar winner. (laughs) (laughs) But Grace tries to figure out a plan. Then suddenly Stevens appears at her window. He breaks the window and shoots her with the tranquilizer dart. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm imagining Stevens running like Terminator because I don't know how he got up to Yeah. Yeah, This this was a big problem. She hauled ass away. Yes, she did. And she drove pretty far. Yeah. So he took the time to call OnStar and then he's just chopping (laughs) (laughs) With like the golf clubs like Homer. Yes. (laughs) They said, see, and that's the thing. You fucking said Terminator. They said on commentary, they're like, we're kind of ambiguous here with like this dude being basically the terminator (laughs) (laughs) and i laugh because i'm like yeah you are that's so funny but like maybe that's why he's sitting around drinking tea while everybody's dying because he's like i'm fine he's like this is just normal i've (laughs) i've seen worse but he tells grace good night as she loses consciousness and we fade to black when grace wakes up she's in the passenger seat next to alex he tells her that she's safe now and they're leaving Grace looks over at him, and when he turns to her, he's wearing one of those masks from the beginning. Grace wakes up for real in the back of Steven's car. I do want to say, very cool lighting for the nightmare. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not sure about the mask bit, because I don't know that she saw it enough on one of those kids. I was going to yeah. say, she saw it on Georgie. <laughs> and I don't think she's hiding, putting it together. I bet they wore those in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> like committing it to memory. That's going to make sense to me later. <laughs> my dreams, my mind's going to piece it together. <laughs> but somehow it's pouring rain now. And Stevens is FaceTiming with the family again, telling them that he's almost at the back gate. He turns up his music and laughs as he starts to conduct again. He's like, "You're se- don't celebrate too early. <laughs> no, dude, but my man loves this track. <laughs> <laughs> he leans his head out of the window and laughs loudly into the night. The family watches over the phone as Grace begins to rise in the backseat. This is extra funny to me because I figured he told the family that and hung up, but he's like no, yeah. taking <laughs> his victory lap <laughs> in front of them. Like I thought that was really, he's like, ah, <laughs> into the They're sky. They're like, damn, like, he's really happy. Yeah. <laughs> Puts him on like a fucking stand to watch. They're like, you earn that, Steven. Oh, yeah. You enjoy it. Well, it is kind of funny. Again, they pointed this out, but the fact that they feel their lives are at stake, uh-huh. right. but they still send him to go figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Right. Well, Steve, he's the Terminator. He's, got, he's the best of them. He's trained his whole life for this. <laughs> but they yell at Stevens to watch out, but his music is so loud that he doesn't hear them. Grace's feet are bound, but she kicks Stevens repeatedly in the face until he loses control of the car. Grace screams as they crash. The car flips and the call is disconnected. Tony is pissed. <laughs> when Grace wakes up, the car's upside down. Stevens is out, but she crawls out of the window. When she gets to her feet, Daniel is there with his gun. He tells her that he came out here to escape all the madness and thanks her for crashing a car into his tranquility. She tells Daniel that he doesn't want her to die and he agrees with her. He doesn't. He likes her. He raises the gun anyway and says that he's weak. 
She tells him that he's a great guy. Alex loves him and he loves Alex. And if he does this, then Alex will never forgive him. Daniel says that Alex may not forgive him, but at least he'll be alive. And he can't let his whole family die for her. So now he believes. Yeah. <laughs> I And maybe it was partially the conversation with Emily. Maybe. Yeah. Where he's like, I mean, there are kids involved. Yeah. I mean, I know at the beginning I said, fuck them kids. Well, but they're, shitty, they're yeah. shitty kids. They are shitty kids. Well, one of them's shitty. The other one really hasn't done anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> where is he? He's still I, in bed. He's probably yeah. asleep. No. Yeah. yeah. That was a good bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> But Grace tells him that it's all bullshit. No one's going to die and he can stop this. Daniel says that Alex is the one that got away from this, not him. If anyone was going to save her, it would have been Alex. But he hits her with the gun just hard enough. (laughs) 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 And Grace falls to the ground unconscious. (laughs) There's a lot of knocking out in this one. Yeah, there is. I didn't even realize it until we... (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) But Daniel calls out, you can come out now. And Tony comes out of the trees with his gun in his hands. So I don't know who he yeah. I don't know what Tony was about to do. But he's like, you knew I was there. <laughs> like, what the what? Yeah. Da- isn't Daniel like, I'm drunk, not blind. Yeah. He's like, I'm just standing there. <laughs> like you were hiding very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells his son that there's an hour until dawn and they have to get Grace ready for the ritual. In the bedroom, Alex continues to saw against the bed frame, but he stops when his mother comes in. Becky opens her cigarette case and tells Alex that Grace is indisposed when he asks where she is. Alex tells her that they couldn't possibly have thought he was just going to let this happen. And she says that she was really just hoping for the best. She says that she really likes Grace and she doesn't want to do this either, but they have to protect the family. Alex says that if Grace dies, he'll kill her. Becky laughs and she's like, well, it looks like I'm dead either way. (laughs) I feel like that's a very short time to pick somebody over your mom. But he was already done with the family. Oh, that's, that's right. True. So, I yeah, mean, he was right. like, you know, but, I'm only damn. here for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex is like, maybe it's all fake and nothing will happen. But Becky's like, if you really believe that, you would have never let her draw a card in the first place. But he said earlier that if he didn't draw it, they'd both die. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Ladomas brothers are real confused. About <laughs> what they believe and what they don't believe. It gets a little uh, twisted here. <laughs> She asks him why he left them, and Alex sarcastically says that maybe one night he was chanting and slitting a goat's throat, and it occurred to him that maybe this wasn't normal. So, hold on. <laughs> you saw me put my hands up. I saw you put your hands up. I thought that this was like this, um, like an app running in the background of the family. Right. I didn't know that we were literally having rituals where we were sacrificing goats. See, that's where you lost me as well. Because... Tony did not outline that in the history lesson of the Ladomas family. <laughs> no. And L- Mr. LaBelle, I didn't realize. I thought it was enough that they were playing the games. Right, right. Yeah. He's like, um, bring me three goats. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? If the games aren't enough? And so, I mean, like, this is getting into, like, the stereotypical ritualistic shit. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which surprised me because, and it gets even worse later. No, it, yeah. yeah, this is not the end. But uh, I was just very surprised to hear him say that. I thought they just like to keep goats. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought the goat was like a tongue in cheek, like goats, no, the devil, yeah, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were there for a reason. No. Yes. <laughs> he knocked her into the thing because he was like, please help yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I think I sent her down the, the right, corpse yeah. chute. <laughs> the us, <laughs> the, the us hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he says that what scared him most was that it felt normal. 
And he realized that people will do anything if their family says it's okay. But then he met Grace, who is the opposite of them. She's so good that he thought he could be good too. He says that if it's between his family and Grace, he's choosing Grace. Becky begins to cry and says that she doesn't believe him. She doesn't think that he thinks a girl that he's known for a year and a half knows him better than she does. But Alex says nothing, but he's also crying. I mean, it's an emotional moment. It yeah. is. And it's played very well. It is. But it is. I I mean, they <laughs> they both make good points. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard. Listen, but, you're both right. Okay? Yeah, let's just agree to disagree. <laughs> But in a cloak now, Becky sits with her grandsons and Emily and explains that their family has a very special friend named Mr. LaBelle. He's the reason that they have all the nice things that they do, but sometimes he wants something in return. Helene lights candles in another room while Fitch drinks and tries to psych himself up, telling himself not to be a bitch. (laughs) He's like, don't be a bitch, bitch. (laughs) I did think it was odd that she was telling them the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was a little odd. I mean, we know the story. Right. But I guess it's she's prepping them for the ritual. But, like, if they didn't know the story beforehand, then why was Georgie, like, just down with shooting this woman? Like, I don't know. The dynamics of this family are not very clear. (laughs) Maybe it's just a shitty person. Maybe. (laughs) But we see Charity dressing herself in a cloak. In the game room, Tony tells Mr. LaBelle that he knows everything didn't go according to plan tonight, but he's going to make it up to him. He sets the puzzle box down in front of LaBelle's chair. Daniel sits solemnly in front of the fireplace. Alex continues to saw against the bed frame, and just as it's about to give way, thunder rumbles, and then it cuts to black. I was like, could you be any louder trying to break free? (laughs) I feel like he could have got up and just put his weight on that piece of wood there. It's just a, like... Yeah, it was just a... I mean, you could have got out 30 minutes ago. He could have, but he's like, no, sawing through, it's more dramatic. Yeah. Grace wakes up tied to a pentagram table and Tony chants over her in Latin. (laughs) Now, I was shocked by what Alex said they used to do. I was like, oh, you meant like a ritual ritual. (laughs) Okay. Like we're on we're on zero bullshit. Yeah. Weirdly, I saw on film school rejects that they had to run the Latin by the MPAA. I yeah, I saw that too. I guess to make I don't. What could you it's be like, saying? I know, yeah. that, that could be so that's bad. That's over the yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> NC seventeen. What the fuck? Like, calm down. Everyone stands around the table in their hooded cloaks. Grace screams against the gag over her mouth. Tony passes a goblet, and everyone takes a drink before passing it to the next person and participating in the Latin chants. Now, I will say, I heard in fairy which mm-hmm. we know from Event Horizon means hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I heard Satanus, which if we didn't already know from the Omen, right. means Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, what? these the, damn the horror films, yeah. they're going to make me fluent in Latin. Yeah. <laughs> in English, Tony says that they offer grace as living flesh and blood. They begin to chant in Latin again as Tony raises a dagger above grace. He yells out, hail, s- <laughs> but stops. Was this when they were going off on the Shem Hem Farage? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, that means the explicit name, which is... <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I mean, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I'm in. Why do the rituals always take so long? Like It's very dramatic. Like, know, you need to but, bring the drama or don't be doing And I understand why they need to be done right if we learn from Army of Darkness. If you say the wrong fucking uh-huh. thing, mm-hmm. bad shit happens. 
but that was like three words and then i was like let's get you know what i mean <laughs> like they're doing a whole thing and well i think honestly i think satan's just a fan of the pageantry yeah that's yeah, what i was gonna say right, if you're maybe. doing a ritual for me i you better bring the drama or just don't do it right at all. not just a couple of i, I no. want the cloaks i want the candles <laughs> i want the goblet i every bit of it like don't skimp on it either and chant together yeah <laughs> chant separately and then join together <laughs> it's beautiful i love the sound of it <laughs> my name's satan how you doing <laughs> hey how are you <laughs> But suddenly, Tony drops the knife and grabs his stomach. Everyone starts to vomit blood, and Helene screams that they've been poisoned. Everyone is vomiting, except Daniel, who just takes off his hood and starts to untie Grace. Tony takes a swing at him, but he misses. (laughs) I read that in the moment where they're all getting ready for the ritual, Mm -hmm. they had wanted Daniel to just keep drinking and getting drunker and drunker. But it was Adam Brody's idea to have him sitting by the fire and sobering up. Hmm. And I feel like it works perfectly because of this. Exactly. He's like, I'm not. I'm not doing this. Yeah. It would make way more sense too. Like if he's drunk, what what even yeah. is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Plus we already know that he's drunk because he's been drinking the entire fucking time. Right. He's been saying that he's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we cut upstairs to Alex still sawing at the bed frame. <laughs> JP's like this fucking (laughs) guy. What are you doing? (laughs) Use your fucking muscles, dude. But they find out that Daniel has poisoned them with the hydrochloric acid that they poured on the maids. He helps Grace out of the room just as the bed finally breaks upstairs. So in professional wrestling terms, I believe (laughs) the word is a tweener. If somebody spends their time, not quite a baby face, not quite a heel. Right. But Daniel with the fucking baby face turn. Yeah. I mean. He's done it. You love to see it. You love yeah. to see it. They're going to cheer for him now. <laughs> but Alex breaks his handcuffs and runs out of the room. Grace asks Daniel if he just killed his family. And Daniel says, no, he Googled it and they're going to shit weird for a week, but then they'll be fine. <laughs> they hide as someone runs by and Grace is like, I knew you would help me. Daniel says that he didn't know he would, but he knows that sooner or later, someone has to burn it all down. He just never thought it would be him. So does Daniel not believe in it anymore? Because That's what I'm saying. Both <laughs> right. him and Alex. I'm like, <laughs> so you are on board? <laughs> I'm so confused. Because he, I mean, there are implications of the line and I don't mean sunny implications, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he said they'll shit weird for a week, which makes me think that he believes everyone will be alive in a week. Right. Oh, good point. So it's like, you know, he's like, oh, they won't have to worry about it because they'll be fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say that. <laughs> they try to make a run for it, but Charity points a gun at them from the hallway. Daniel stands in front of Grace to shield her, but Charity cries as she tells him that he doesn't even care if she dies. He tries to talk to her, but Charity shoots him in the neck. Elsewhere in the house, Alex hears the gunshot. Grace, done, wrestles the gun away from Charity and it just keeps going off. When she gets it and tries to shoot Charity, it's out of bullets, so she just hits her with it just hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> see, now that you've now that you know God about it, it, you're gonna see it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Charity goes down. <laughs> Grace drops the gun and rushes to Daniel. He tells her to go. She thanks him and runs, leaving him to lie gurgling in his own blood. But if she was behind him and the bullet just went through his neck or like hit him in the side of the neck, wouldn't that would have hit her too when it hit Grace? No, I mean, if it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) She was right behind him. It was uh, just the right angle. I don't know a lot about ballistics. (laughs) (laughs) 
As Grace Rhines, Tony asks her Freddy Krueger style, where do you think you're going, bitch? (laughs) He asks her who she thinks she is because his family's weathered worse than her. She's nothing but another sacrifice, another goat, and he'll do it right here without the altar. Now, he's right about her being a goat because she's the greatest of all time. (laughs) But I am confused as to what he expected her to do. Just be like, oh, that's cool. cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, uh, there is, I would imagine, some honor in being sacrificed. (laughs) But dial it back. (laughs) I'm just trying to, again, play devil's advocate. Now available from Ladomas Games. (laughs) Dominion. (laughs) Dominion. (laughs) I just think that, I mean, he should have expected her to fight back. Right. Well, yeah, but he's because mad he that she. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's offended. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> he steps to her, but she just grabs up a lantern and hits him in the face with it. Just, just hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> he goes down. She drops the lantern and immediately a fire starts. Alex finds his brother and tries to help him. As Grace runs, Becky finds her and shoots an arrow at her. It misses and she's like, in my defense, (laughs) it's been a while. She screams and rushes Grace instead, slamming her into the wall. So since that was her, did she shoot dude in the stomach with the arrow? Maybe. Oh, shit. If that's her weapon. If that's her assigned assigned weapon. Well, he did pick them out. He's like, crossbow, that's yours. (laughs) Like (laughs) assigned seating or something. Alex screams at his brother not to leave and that he needs him, but Daniel dies. Alex sobs. This was actually upsetting. Yeah, because we all love Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. As we've said, he's a baby face now. (laughs) (laughs) We're cheering for him. We're wearing his (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. But Becky throws Grace to the ground and gets on top of her, continuing to strangle her. She tells Grace that she meant what she said this morning. She thought Grace could be the new her, but she's not going to let her destroy her family. Grace reaches for the end of the tablecloth as Becky continues to choke her and pulls it down, but LaBelle's box comes down with it. Grace headbutts Becky in the nose, causing her to fall off of her. Becky tells her that she doesn't deserve a family. Now that's which is on. a lot. Yeah. Like that was real personal. Like that's, yeah. I we, opened up to you. I trusted you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little out of line. It was. But Grace picks up the box and hits Becky in the face with it. She tells her fuck your family before beating her head in with the box. When she finally stops, Alex calmly calls her name from the doorway. Becky's face is in ruin and Grace drops the box. Now, Becky's face is in ruin, but that is not Andy McDowell. It's yeah, no. <laughs> I think you they don't a, know. They had a stand in, I believe. Yeah. Grace and Alex stare at each other. And when Alex walks toward her, Grace backs away, apologizing. Alex returns the apology. He tearfully tells her that Daniel is dead. He says, you won't be with me after this, will you? And Grace does not respond. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. How are you going to fight? Look at me. Come on. (laughs) I mean, the family's gone. Uh, Now it's just me and you. (laughs) And you tried to help. You did fucking lead me <laughs> yeah. like a lamb to slaughter, but mm-hmm. you tried to help. Like a goat. <laughs> like a goat to slaughter. Alex touches her face and they have a moment before he starts squeezing her head in his hands. Tears run down his face before he grabs onto Grace and calls out, she's in here. So in professional wrestling terms, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we call a heel turn. <laughs> Which, if I'm understanding, is the opposite. Correct. Okay. Right. <laughs> Got it. We will be booing him from here on out. <laughs> I was very surprised by this. 
Yeah, I, me too. But I mean, he, she did just kill his mom. I know it looks yeah. bad. She had a good reason. Right. She had well, the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, she's being attacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. You have her here. Why, why screaming? Be like, come and get her. Punch her in the face or something. Aren't you st- trying oh, just to- hard no. enough? Just hard <laughs> yeah, enough. Just- <laughs> Not all the way. We've no. seen it done. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. Yes. Emily, Fitch, Charity, Helene, and Tony run into the room, but are distracted by Becky's body on the floor. Helene tells them all that the sun is about to rise and it's time. I did want to call out. I got too caught up on the heel turn terminology. <laughs> <laughs> but when he does go bad, there's a music cue that kind of builds right. to him screaming. And it's like perfect. Yeah. It's so all good. Right. That like fucking sucks, man. Oh, yeah. I was like, Alex, no. <laughs> you spent all your energy breaking out of that fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> just to go now, bad. Man. Just to break bad. <laughs> <laughs> outside we see that it is dawn fire is still raging in parts of the house from when she threw the lantern and it's like no this house is so fucking big that like half of part of it's on fire and they're just living their life in another room in another room no no worries everything's pizza everything's pizza yeah well in the other room there's some burned crust (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny there's no smoke alarms there's no no. it's tradition yeah (laughs) they're like the help will tell us yes Alex picks up the box, his mother's hair still clinging to it, and joins the others at the table. They hold Grace down, and Helene leads their chants this time. <laughs> She's like, Tony, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Finally finishing with the chant, Hail Satan. It made me laugh because when Tony is like getting his tummy cramps and mm-hmm. stuff, he is like, Hail S, and then he stops. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so like it's implied right but no helene is like fucking hail satan like nah. that's the whole thing no they're just going for it and it made me laugh because whenever he had said earlier that it was almost dawn she kind of took the lead from becky because she's yeah. like yeah yeah before the moon yeah. wanes <laughs> like, get the fuck in there <laughs> and then so it makes sense she's leading it yeah. now yeah she's like you had your chance <laughs> grace looks up at alex as he calmly echoes the sentiment and raises up the dagger Grace claws into someone's hand and they loosen their grip. It made me laugh that it was just that easy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's been getting away all night. Yeah. She's able to move, taking the dagger in the shoulder instead of in her heart or wherever they were stabbing her. I'm assuming it's (laughs) heart. I think that's, yeah, that's part of it. (laughs) She takes it out and rolls off the table, screaming and pointing the dagger at them. I never want to hear that again. (laughs) (laughs) Her scream, it's got some vibrato in it. Like it was fucking like a war cry. (laughs) It literally was. Helene throws the curtains open and it's daylight. She sobs that all is lost and begs the empty chair to forgive them. Everyone flinches away from the sunlight, but nothing (laughs) happens. It was hilarious because they were acting like vampires. (laughs) (laughs) All of their little like tableaus of just shielding from the sun. That, that, that did it for me. That was fantastic. (laughs) They all realize that nothing is happening and Fitch laughs saying that he knew it was all bullshit. Everyone stares at each other and Alex tries to talk to Grace, but she points the dagger at him. It's like, oh, no, no, we're fucking done. Fitch asks what they should do about Grace and Helene tells the empty chair that she knows they're too late, but she won't fail him again. She raises up her axe and proclaims that the girl still dies. She raises the axe and takes a step toward Grace only to fucking explode. (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you I was fucking 
shocked. <laughs> I it was I haven't been that surprised <laughs> because I thought it was funny enough that they were all wrong. Yeah. But then they're like, we got one more joke. Yeah. Coming. <laughs> Blood and viscera spray over everyone as they stare at each other in shock. The melting record begins to play that hide and seek song again, distorted. They all stare at each other. Fitch is like to Tony, I think you might have been right. (laughs) And then he explodes. Charity pleads to Mr. LaBelle's chair. She's like, let me just go home, bitch. Yeah. But she explodes too. Emily and her sons run into the hallway and we hear three explosions as blood sprays back into the room. Grace just starts laughing. The laugh was improv. (laughs) (laughs) She had said on commentary that she thought of what she would do in this situation after having gone through all of this. What else can you do? What? Uh, yeah. It's like, damn, y'all really should have caught yeah. me. <laughs> that sucks. You done goofed. <laughs> Tony yells at the chair saying that he played by the rules and he's in control. As he yells, he explodes, leaving only Alex and Grace, who continues to laugh. <laughs> she snorts. She does. <laughs> <laughs> Alex looks at her and asks her not to leave, apologizing to her. He tells her that he doesn't want to die, and she reminds him that she didn't want to either. Like, the fucking nerd. Yeah. (laughs) He tells her that he's not like them. She made him better, and that's why he's still here. He gets a do-over, and it's all because of her. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He tries to touch her, but she tells him not to. She takes the ring off of her finger and tells him that she wants a divorce. Just as she throws the ring at his chest, he explodes, spraying her with blood. The fire flares in the fireplace, and briefly, <laughs> Grace sees LaBelle sitting in his chair and looking at her. She's like, fuck. <laughs> well, he nods at her. He's like, well uh-huh. done. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just had a couple things here. The first thing is, Mr. LaBelle is played by James Vanderbilt in a cameo role. Mm-hmm. Not only did he produce this film, uh-huh. but he wrote one of my favorite films of all time. What? Zodiac. Oh, Get nice. the fuck out of here. Yeah. And nice. interestingly, when I say Vanderbilt, I mean he is related to the, the Vanderbilt. Vanderbilts. So he might also be a part this of Mr. Le- <laughs> <laughs> he might be Mr. LaBelle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is an autobiography. <laughs> yeah. But... The other thing I wanted to say is the explosions are a combination of practical and CGI effects. Mm -hmm. Whenever the kids run out of the hall, because I guess we can't see kids explode on film. (laughs) They had cannons filled with the stuff and just blasted it. Oh, wow. But then when it's the people you see, it's a composite. Right, right. But the blood is made of a few components, but two of the main components are dyed caramel syrup and bananas. What the fuck? <laughs> and so whenever I saw her tasting the blood, I was like, it's I get good. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's flambe. It's a goddamn Sunday. Um I bet that shit was stick E. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my god. She said it was. And I do want to talk about her dress. Yeah. Because I read on IMDb that they had fifteen different dresses for the progression of this film. Yeah. And the fact that they shot it out of order mm-hmm. is even more remarkable. Yeah. The actual the fight scene between Grace and Becky was the first scene they shot together. <laughs> That's an icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's all kinds of out of order. Right. And the fact that they could keep track of it and keep the dress so no pun, seamless. Right. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. But I want some of that blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. But Grace just walks out of the room. The entire house is up in flames now. The devil on LaBelle's gambit burns. 
A cover of Love Me Tender by Stereo Jane plays as Grace finally exits the mansion. I read that the cover was made for this movie. Yes. They said that the people who worked on the Hide and Seek song mm. also did this. <laughs> 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 They're great. They're man. versatile. I actually like this cover. Yeah. Fire explodes from the glass doors as Grace, her white dress now completely a deep red, sits down on the stairs. She takes out Becky's cigarette case. I'm like, when did you pick that up? She, yeah. she did. Really? It. Yeah, you see her pick it up from a pool of blood. And it's, <laughs> all right, it's all funny right. because at the beginning she did com- compliment her on I it. Know, right. I'll be taking, me, you won't be needing this. Right. To me, it was like Becky got it from her mom and now Grace got it from her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you had a family. Yeah. <laughs> you had a family for a little bit. If you have heirlooms, you got a, <laughs> you got a family. But off screen, a firefighter asks if she's okay and radios for paramedics to come for her. Grace continues to smoke as he asks what happened to her. She blows out smoke before responding. (laughs) In-laws. And the credits roll. Great ending line. Yeah. I do want to call out the visual of her walking through the fire. Yeah. Because she did survive hell, kind of. Yeah, she did. When you think about it. And even the the devil himself tipped his hat to her. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do big. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you guys think of Ready or Not? Um, I had a lot of fun talking about the movie. <laughs> I again, I like I, the emphasis uh, on talking. <laughs> right, right. I see. Uh, <laughs> it. I I don't know what it is, but the 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 movie just doesn't do it for me, man. Like I don't understand. I I did, and then we were watching it uh, before a little bit before uh, to kind of refresh on it. And still, I'm just, I don't know what it is, man. I'm watching it and I'm just like, I don't, I was like, I don't really. If Adam Sandler helped sweeten the deal a little bit, can I propose something else? Uh Uh-oh. LaBelle is an anagram for guess what? Just tell us. (laughs) Belial, y'all. Oh, shit. That's actually pretty cool, right, JP? Right? (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool, right? If he was claymation. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they didn't yeah, go far yeah, enough. Yeah. Slamming a bed against the floor. Yeah. <laughs> just being a little asshole. <laughs> uh, I did have a lot of fun talking about it. It's it's just, it is a fine movie. Like I said, I can't, there's not even much for me to sit here and kind of complain about. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just not it, your bag. Yeah, it just, like the, the again, how many knockouts did we get? And <laughs> that like, was unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> As I you're mean, watching it, you don't think no. there's a there's a lot. There is and, a lot. And then the whole room, I get it. She had the knife, but you guys really are all just like, oh, my God, she's not going to kill all of you. Are you really? Somebody's got to take the. She's got the ceremonial dagger, though. And they've spent the whole movie making other people do shit for them. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're not used to getting their hands dirty. No, they're rich. I'm just saying, come on. You know, I was like, <laughs> it's definitely you, not perfect. No, and there I, are moments where if you look too long, you're like, wait, like, <laughs> like with that Alex and Daniel talking about it. I'm like, yeah. I don't like what are what do y'all believe? Like, yeah. just tell me. It, yeah, it was a little weird. Yes. Um, but it, it isn't it isn't a uh, like I said, it isn't a bad movie because anything I have to say is really just nitpicky. Yeah. But it, it really it, I don't know. And and again, I think it's like a mystery thriller. 
<laughs> After we cover the of entire course. film, yeah. I don't think we should have covered. This. No, it is horror because of the the devil and right. everything, the rituals and everything, the murdering, and it's, yeah. it is scary. But I, I am. I was watching this and I was like, man, I don't. I was like, this is just funny. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it, that, it I is, will give it that. The, huh. the it's very funny. The comedy is hits. great. Yeah, when when they land a joke, it lands, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, I, I like that. <laughs> Um, but like I said, so I can't even sit here and, you know, try to trash the movie because I can't. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I don't know, man. It just didn't hit the ear right. And it, it's it's like I said, it's nothing against the movie. I don't know. It just didn't. I guess maybe because there was no monster or like no like real. They true, were the monster. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> the monsters are due Again, on Maple yeah. Street. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're talking to the guy who was inviting the demon. Look, we can. You, you were. Know, we yeah, can, you were. Yeah, you were. Um, trying to make a deal. Yeah, but I was like, come on, man. You guys really? Maybe that's what it was. There was no, uh, like, <laughs> one person that was a bad guy, and then these guys were all just like Scooby doing it. You know what I mean? Through the <laughs> movie, it. they're bumping into each other and running through well, rooms. And, but they don't know what they're doing. I know, and that's why. I, that's why I. I'm like, okay, I, I forgive that. <laughs> But uh, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, like I said, all that to say the movie is fine. It just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, I guess, enough horror for me. It's it was, not Knives Out. Right. Yeah, that's there you go. Problem. That's it's his not problem. Knives Out. Hey, <laughs> Knives Out's got a great cast, though. Oh, it I says. Mean, nobody's. Yeah. <laughs> Again. I just, I don't know. I'm I like, can't. I don't know who you think you're yeah. arguing against. We all love Knives Out. Uh, Everyone loves Knives Out. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> I I personally really 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 like this movie. D- whenever I saw it, I genuinely was like, I love this movie. Yeah. I just think it's a blast. I think that it's a super easy watch. Yeah. And it's very well paced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the ninety five minutes kind of just fly yeah, by. It's fast. Yeah. And I think the thing for me is that it does exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. You know, like it's funny when it needs to be funny. It's serious when it needs to be serious like the moment with grace seeing the first murder yeah Mm -hmm. that was great and everything in between and then afterwards and also at that moment (laughs) (laughs) i mean all of what i'm saying is the whole film (laughs) no i I think i think it's great i think that this is a star making vehicle for samara weaving Mm -hmm, as it should be and it is a very good performance and the ensemble cast as well yeah I just think, I mean, I give, I get what you're saying about more horror. Mm-hmm. I just think that if, if they did more, it might have tipped it too far. And then the tone of the film would have been a little off. Yeah. No, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. I loved it. Um, I loved it the first time I saw it. I've watched it several times and it's still just as funny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's still, I will agree that it's not, I, I definitely was never like, Oh God, like, I, I wasn't scared. <laughs> I did read that grace was supposed to die in the original script. I'm glad she didn't. Me too. Uh, that would have been a real bad choice. I think. What a fucking <laughs> bummer. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, isn't that kind of movie but for who for, they for, would have survived for grace and Alex, I guess. Well, well I'm like, who is still alive? A lot of them yeah. died already. I mean, it would have been a bummer for me because it's a happy ending for her because she obviously walks out of this and everything. Right. Happy ending for me because she is single. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a divorcee. Right. Hey, that's fine. I don't, what do I give a fuck? <laughs> but I guess we can go right into ratings. Like I said, 
this movie isn't perfect, but it's not trying to be anything that it's not. I think it's just a really good time. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate the characterization that they were able to get in to, I mean, and the, the tradition and the, I mean, all of it. It's like you guys made a whole like dominion in, <laughs> in an hour and a half. Like, it's just impressive. Samara Weaving is chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. But the whole cast, shout out to Adam Brody, the whole <laughs> cast is just great. And they all play, to me, they play their characters perfectly. Mm-hmm. There is a little confusion about motivation, especially later in the movie. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't feel like this is being or trying to be anything that exactly what it is. It's just fun. But yeah, I'm going to stop just... <laughs> going on and on this movie's a lot of fun and for me even though i know exactly what's going to happen the rewatchability has been really good and i don't know why i think it's just a matter of what i said of it just being a very easy watch yeah it really is but on a scale of one to ten dysfunctional family traditions (laughs) i'm gonna give ready or not 8.5 dysfunctional family traditions and i'll open up the floor Maybe, uh, John Paul, you should go. Right. I'll put a bow on so, it at the end. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> we can just make a sandwich. Well, I, I kind of said what I had to say. And I don't, like I said, uh, and I'm glad that you guys really like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's It makes me happy to see you guys happy and laughing about it and whatever. But like I said, I don't know what it was. It wasn't... Uh, for me, it just... You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I, I For me, it just didn't... I can see what you're saying about the easy watch to sit there and kind of like, I just didn't, the, the, the screaming didn't do for me what it did for you. I don't <laughs> ever want to hear that lady scream again. Like uh, that one scream. That yes, one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ne- I never want to hear that again. It was, was like, oh primal. God. It was coming from a primal uh, place. It was, it was something. <laughs> there was a guy that uh, we used to work with that would do that. And yeah. it would fucking make me laugh every single He did it from the movie. Oh, and uh, it was good. And it made me laugh every <laughs> single time. I have had a very good time sitting here and talking with you guys and and uh, seeing, you know what I mean, how happy I'll get from this. Right. And and it did give the I'll give the half a points where <laughs> cool. they were, you know what I you mean? You sound like a proud dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're like playing with bubbles and he's like, I'm they're going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> he's like, I'm just <laughs> I'm glad they're enjoying. I'm just well, glad they're not fighting. I don't I don't want to be the downer the whole time. <laughs> right. Um, but like I said, it just, it, 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 it wasn't, uh, it just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just didn't hit me right. And I can respect Uh, that. And it's not even like me. Like I said, I can't sit here and be like, that was shit. Cause it's it's not, it was fun. I laughed at the movie. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there like this dumb bitch. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I know, I, I know I did enjoy it, you know, but as far as like me, Wanting to rewatch it, it, it probably not. You know what I mean? Unless your sister says something that, uh-huh. like, oh, no, that's fine. Um, but I'm not going to be like, hey, let's watch that movie that's not as good as Knives Out. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm joking. <I've, laughs> this comparison yeah. is just. It's unfair. I don't know, but I do like Knives Out. It's a great movie. <laughs> but um, on a scale of one to ten dysfunctional family traditions, I'll give Ready or Not a 6.5. Okay. All right. uh, like I said, I'm I I'm not gonna say that the movie's bad, mm-hmm. but it it's just it what well, it's not my kind of movie. You know what I mean? And and I I won't 
you know, try to sugarcoat it and just be, ah, but I'm not also going to bash it because right. it's not for me. You know what I mean? He's like, I'll give not knives out. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I for some reason expected him to say, I'll give knives out. Because yeah. it's been. <laughs> and when he didn't, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did watch the right. Fair movie. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but, but no, obviously, I, I agree more with Nay. I do understand where you're coming <laughs> from, and I respect your opinion. Not for every, sure. not every movie's going to be for everyone. Of course right. not. You know, and I just really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I get it. Uh-huh. Like I said, I understand. It just—I don't know, man. I don't know what it was. I and it, it it surprises me because it is that horror comedy that yeah. you would think that yeah. you would absolutely and, love, and, yeah. and that's kind of I think what like me too. I was just like, I don't get it. It's like I don't understand. It's funny. There's what in- <laughs> it's like yeah. when Bart sold his soul and he's watching it Gene Scratchy. He's, he's like, like, no, I know, uh, I know this is funny, but I, I'm not laughing. <laughs> did you make a deal with Mister LaVale? <laughs> he did not say no. No, uh, he didn't. He just laughed. Well, he hasn't come through on his end of the bargain. Because <laughs> is that why you said you wanted to play a game? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I know. I'm still poor as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come through, Mr. Yeah, LaVale. Come on, Jim, him, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they kept saying on commentary, some ham for us. <laughs> rum ham for yes, us. Yes, I'll take some rum ham. But I just want to call out again, the performances are fantastic. Ensemble cast is amazing. Samara Weaving, I can't say enough about her performance here. Yeah. She gives everything that she's got for each moment, and it's just perfect. Yeah. But I think that the thing that gets me the most is that I just think the premise is so much fun. I totally agree. Like, it's a very interesting idea that I haven't really seen, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, outside of Knives Out, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Love Knives Out. It's great. Love it. Did you? But I don't know. Did you we like Knives Out? But I did. <laughs> uh, I got to give a hat tip to the editing. I think it's great in this movie. Yeah. I think that the music is really good. Mm-hmm. The cinematography... It's way better than it needs to be. Right. That's true. This movie like, looks really fucking yeah. good. Really good. Uh, but on the negative side, I think it's down to what we had said before mm-hmm. about kind of the confusion of the lore with yeah. uh, at least the brothers. Yeah. It's really them too because everybody else... I mean, Fitch is kind of back and forth, but it makes sense for him right, to be because right. he uh-huh. married in. But the boys, it's like... You grew up in this shit. Yeah. yeah. But um, outside of that, I think that it could have handled a little more social commentary instead of her just saying fucking rich people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean at the same time if it were too much would it have tipped it the other way it could have and you don't want that either yeah so i guess i'll just that's a wash whatever <laughs> <laughs> but on a scale of one to ten dysfunctional family traditions i will be joining you and giving hey. ready or not not knives out <laughs> 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 ready or not 8.5 dysfunctional family traditions out of 10 Jamie Lee Curtis is in Knives Out. She you is. Know that? She is. Yeah. You know what? Um, spoiler alert. We can never cover Knives Out, but we can all agree that Knives Out was a 10. That's right? a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a brilliant That's film. what we came to talk uh, about. America's yes. ass is in that movie. Too. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, I mean, an yeah. ass has no... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ready or Not's great. It yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Ready or Not, and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at Real Streeter eighty four, and at Travis MWH. 
Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, while it is only natural to seek acceptance from others, take the time to look a little closer at what they might be hiding. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned to our special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Woo, yeah. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Toss that bouquet. <laughs> yeah. It's a wedding thing. Right <laughs> <is> a, wedding. <laughs> a special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huesden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Linda, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, William Berry, Brittany, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, and Garrett Rogers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all so much. Yes, thank you. As an update, I, I have caught the bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. When we asked... Who would support us? <laughs> the buildup is. We're yeah. so lucky that y'all said, I do. <laughs> it's a wedding thing. Yeah. It's a wedding, yeah. Let's go watch Knives Out. <laughs> Until next time.